Today's a movie special, we're going to be looking at Doctor Strangelove, the Stanley Kubrick classic. I don't know, because it's got nukes in it, and we seem to cover that a lot. It's yeah, a great film. It's also a very good film. Very good. Yeah, classic. Yes. I saw it for the first time just a few minutes ago. Tune in next week to hear my fresh thoughts <laughs> on this cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. Yes, yeah, why not? So let's have a look through some of the... Uh, the places that are listening to us this week, a lot of American tones there. Amisville, West Larco, Auburn, Everett, Fairmount, Hialey, Florida. I know that much. Dubai, thank you. Dubai, surely it's a crime to listen to us in Dubai. I think we've got to get you fucking think, life in prison. I think Mike, especially, has probably got a fatwa against him. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Bratislava in Slovakia, Manchester, Staten Island. Isn't that a prison? Staten Island. No, it's part of New York. It's yeah, I district. thought there was a prison on Staten Island. I thought... well, it might be, but it doesn't define the entire. Like, no, it's I'm not just, like I'm the not... prison island. No, I'm just. Saying, I just thought that... I've seen it in a film. Probably. Okay. It could be a prison, mate. Could be. Actually, I don't know. I, I doubt it in America. They're a bit more strict than we are. Uh, <laughs> what happened to Epstein? They ain't that strict. <laughs> yeah, that's because they think suicide watch just means watch someone commit suicide. Uh, <laughs> we were watching. <laughs> Thetford Mills in Canada, uh, Chennai, India, Perth, Australia, San Antonio, Texas, Edinburgh, United Kingdom, uh, Scotia, the uh, former Republic of Macedonia. That's a new one. Yep. Hello. Phoenix, Arizona, Islington, United Kingdom. Dublin, Ireland, Wilson, Australia, and always, oh no, new top three, is that Sh- Shaddy, oh man, how do you uh-huh. say that? Schenectady. Schenectady, New York. Maybe. Thank you. Flint, Michigan, number two, Benton, Arizona, I will one day remember all Arkansas. the names. Arkansas, close enough, probably. Uh-huh. I don't know, got no knowledge of US geography. Thank you to all listeners. Thank you very much anyway, yeah, much appreciated. All right, let's do some weird news. Let's do it. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Man wearing TV on head caught on camera leaving old TVs on Virginia front porches. <laughs> okay. Uh, there is. If we'll look at the picture on this. You can find this. This is from the um, ABC News. 6abc.com Henrico County, Virginia. Residents living in a Virginia neighbourhood woke up to find free televisions on their doorsteps. It sounds like a great gift until you see the older box sets left at the homes. He's committed to his trade, said homeowner Jim Brooksbank. No need to adjust that dial. Doorbell surveillance cameras captured the man with a TV set over his head laying an older set down on someone's front porch and just walking off. Brooke Bank also said that he wants to be known as a TV Santa Claus. I don't know. Maybe. 
Um, the bizarre discovery happened Sunday morning in Harico's Hampshire neighbourhood. Outdated boxes were found at more than 50 homes. We got an old style tube, uh, tube TV, 13 inch, at Brookbank. I thought my son bought it at home, but apparently not. They had way too much time on their hands if they had all these TVs and spread them all over the neighbourhood, said homeowner Michael Kroll. He's a serial litter. He's a serial litterer? TV serial litter. And not even good <laughs> if he, TVs? If he, I was going to say, the Santa Claus of TVs. Well, try dropping off a TV that's not completely fucking obsolete. There's a reason why they've all been trashed. Maybe it's like a stand against technology, the technocracy. I mean, those TVs still work. You know, the one good thing those old tube-style TVs are good for is retro gaming, because uh, like light gun games don't work on... Yeah, I suppose they don't, actually, yeah. light ray... So yeah, a lot of older, not a lot, but a percentage of older retro games will only work on those old style TVs. Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt, Duck yeah. Duck Hunt, yeah. Like that, virtual cop, anything with a light gun. But, but the thing is, the, like, I have thought about this TVs before, about how much, like, when was the last time you had to move an old TV? You know, like, oh, fuck what, it. what a size few years is that actually. screen now? I don't know, about 10 years ago, I did my back in lifting yeah. out the fucking, the boot. We it had, massive hello, this, this flat screen, it was a flat screen TV, but that's sort of the only thing that was flat on yeah, it. The yeah, back went out like four TV. foot. Yeah. And oh, me and my friend Trid had to carry it upstairs because uh, we got a new TV. We were like, oh, mm. we won't throw it away just in case, you know. The new one breaks. The new one breaks, we'll, we'll keep it. And I swear to God, I've never sweat so much in my fucking life. Yeah. and carrying that TV up the stairs. There's a hole in the plaster there to this day where the back end went into the wall. They fucking monsters, weren't they? They were, it was fucking... It was, oh, it was a flat screen. Yeah, <laughs> the fucking rest of it, though. I've been thinking about this, though, because how many people do you know that have yet to upgrade? Even the poorest... Oh, not many, actually. Even the poorest yeah. in society have a, a fairly modern TV, don't they? They do, yeah, right. yeah. So where the fuck... That is many millions of old TV units right and i know they all just get i don't know what smashed up landfill yeah. recycled yeah. maybe bits of them i don't know but just the sheer size of them how much space all the old tvs is taking up somewhere you just like garage um, a lockup for like where, where are they all like <laughs> tens of billions of millions well, this bloke's obviously rescued from the dump stored in a lockup and then taken it out at night in the back of a van i've got a theory on this guy i think he collected them all thinking it was a little business opportunity realized that nobody or their dog wants a fucking obsolete <laughs> technology and was left with them was like well i can't just dump them you know, these are good TVs, they work. I'll, I'll gift aid them, the <laughs> neighbourhood. But now every single person in that neighbourhood has got a giant heavy fucking TV to get rid of. He's this carrying, isn't a nice thing to do. He's TV carrying one something. on his head. He's got, he's, oh, Mike, take out a read of you. See if we've got the picture to show Gaz. And you can look at this as all of you are on, uh, on 6abc.news. He's literally got a TV on his fucking head. <laughs> while he's doing it yeah well that's sensible to protect his identity it's also a little bit creepy a, though isn't it I mean well, he is committing a crime it's creepy he's oh. committed to his trade is Ooh. he a terrorist there he is he's got there, a TV on his head yes that's incredibly creepy as it's mm -hmm. a yeah. time yeah that's creepy as shit and he's wearing is that a boiler suit the TV on his so, head. So to try and explain, I just think this man's mentally ill. To try and it's explain, just a prank, isn't it? I think. Yeah, to try and paint a, vid, a, a, a an audio picture, this man has literally. So think of an old style box TV. He's obviously hollowed it out, and has literally placed it over his head. Yeah, he looks like a, a, a weird ass style. cosmonaut. Mm, What's so, that Banksy drawing with the, the TV heads? <laughs> you ever seen that? 
No. no. Maybe this is an art installation. Yeah. Why are the police taking away the TV? Oh, forensics. Here he is again. They're trying to catch him. Video. Nice you using correct lifting technique, <laughs> though. Yeah, I Keeping think his back straight, bent his knees. Yeah, he's obviously done health and safety training. He certainly has. Mike, I think, has just hit the nail on the head there. I think this is an elaborate prank. Today's generation knew that this uh, this would make the news. Yeah, yeah. That one was a, a TV VHS combo wow. as well. This could be an art piece. Could be. You could be. I mean? it could, this could be a comment on the state of ever-changing technology yeah. and the wastefulness and... You know, oh, I've just thought, oh, are all the old TVs being shipped to like third world? But they already had TVs, didn't they? Yeah. I want to know where, somebody, listener, help me. Where have all the old TVs gone? <laughs> well, they've got the skip. They've been destroyed by now. There's so many They're in a landfill somewhere. Yeah, landfill, I imagine. It must be a landfill recycle. the size of the Congo to yeah. build those giant old TVs in. Well, China are sending the recycle back now. They've had enough of it. They've <laughs> sent up nearly all us in America... Send all of our recyclables to, to China. They've had mm. enough. They're swamped in it. Have <laughs> your shit. Have your old TVs back. Well, oh, he's just mentally ill, and he's decided to take up and decided to become TV man. TV Santa. Yeah. Like I said, there's several flaws in his plan. Hand out good TVs. Well, yeah, I mean, he ain't got the money for that, has he? Well, he's, he's shit at what he's doing, yeah. so he should just Indeed. stop. Yeah. I haven't got the money to be a high-rolling gambler, so I don't. That's true. He hasn't got the money to be TV Santa, so he needs a yeah. new dream. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, I guess it was creepy. It certainly was weird. Yeah. Right, then, uh, Mike, you on the next one? Yeah, moving on. Man caught by police naked and clutching a toilet system after covering Aberdeen Hotel bathroom in human waste amid tequila fueled rampage. <laughs> and who hasn't? Wow. Well, I've never done it in Aberdeen. Well, not Aberdeen, no, but. But a man stripped off, dismantled the toilet and began ripping up the wall of an Aberdeen hotel bathroom in a tequila-fueled rampage, a court has heard. Lee Courtney was found by police in his room in City Hotel on the city's Bath Street, naked and clutching the lid of a toilet cistern on July the 20th. He appeared at Aberdeen Sheriff Court yesterday and pled guilty to the destruction of property. This bit's hey. great. The 43-year-old who lives in Glasgow admitted he had very little memory of the events. <laughs> <laughs> Solicitor Lynn Bentley told the court her client, a self-employed contractor, had been drinking shots of tequila in a Mexican <laughs> restaurant the hours beforehand to celebrate the completion of a contract. Can you imagine wow. a Mexican restaurant in Scotland? <laughs> I can. <laughs> Unfortunately, I Sombreros can. and kilts. That's in my head, sombreros and kilts. We actually haven't got any Scottish listeners, so we can insult them, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Sweaters. I've had great times in Scotland. I'm bad. Never been. I'm bad. Never been. Wouldn't know. Fiscal deputy Lynn wow. McIver said the man's bathroom had been covered in vomit and other human matter. Oh. She added the cistern the accused had in his hand was missing from the toilet. The majority of the plasterboard above the toilet had been removed and was on the floor of the bathroom. Well, he's a contractor. He saw some shoddy work. <laughs> he decided to improve it. Well, off his, well, off his tits on tequila. And then he felt the need to have a lie down with the top of the toilet system. Mm. It was clutching it like a newborn child in a, in a comfort drunkness. <laughs> yeah, but you could do that without ripping it off the fucking wall. 
Yeah, but he's on tequila. <laughs> he's been down in tequila and Mexican restaurant all night. Well, why doesn't he offer to just fix the damage? You'd think that, wouldn't you? £2,500 worth. Fuck me. That's impressive, though, isn't it? Fair play. That's an expensive night out. Yeah. He will be fined and return to court for sentencing next month. Well, I hope he gets away with it. We've all done silly things on tequila. Is that him? I've never done that. <laughs> he, he, does, he doesn't look like the hotel smashing type. He looks like a geography teacher. He does, do <laughs> Well, that's what I mean. We've all done silly things on tequila. Uh, it's always the quiet ones. It is. It's like a 40 old man with receding haircut. But what, yeah. was, what was the other human matter? If it was feces, they'd just say feces. Could be, they? could be blood. And he'd been, could and he'd could been be wanking off in his human all, all of it. All of them. Could be. <laughs> yeah. All of the bodily excretions. It's Let's like, go through them. You got earwax. All right, start at the top. So you got tears, earwax, snot, saliva, cum, shit, and piss. Is that everything we excrete? Sweat. Sweat. We excrete yeah. sweat. That's about it, isn't it? Really. So a mix of yeah. all those. Wow. Blood. Stop picking. Oh yeah, blood. blood. We don't excrete it though, do we? That's something really yeah, bad. It's still human. It's, yeah. it's not it's a nut. It's something bad. Matter. If blood is leaving your body, something <laughs> something wrong's happened, doesn't it? Yeah, we are just fleshy meat sacks. We couldn't yeah. eat that in us. We're just little fucking balloons. So yeah, a combination of all those excretions, and all I'll say is stop picking your ears, you dirty bastards. Oh man, it's like I just took my underwear in for the doctors since there you go. See what's wrong with me, mate? <laughs> Sling it on his desk. <laughs> we need a sample for me, hang on. <laughs> there you go. His, his, his desk collapses and <laughs> it's like sizzling that, away. Uh, it's like the nuclear fire at Chernobyl, it was just going through the desk. <laughs> I think, right. I think they hit the water table last month. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink the water in Telford. <laughs> you can't blame the water on the state of your underwear. <laughs> no, there's a lot of underwear in it before that. <laughs> Some worse. Oh, man. Right, what's next? Oh, are we done with that one? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Yeah, this one for you then, mate. Okay. Priest that banned black housekeeper from his property blames his racist dog. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were. I didn't know you were a priest. <laughs> Only for visa purposes, guys. <laughs> so, oh, what a surprise! A Tennessee priest has banned a black housekeeper from his property and then placed the blame squarely with his racist dog. I'm not racist, it's the dog. It's the dog, though. It's not me, I have you in, but it's him. In the pictures, the dog is black. (laughs) Well, he doesn't know that, does he? Um, I was just supposed to clean the church and I was supposed to go to the pastor's house and clean as well. They were just like, well, I'm not really sure how to say this, kind of like in a joking way, but Father Jacek doesn't want black people cleaning the house because his dog is racist. (laughs) The extraordinary story, with echoes of the 1980s drama White Dog, and a classic episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm... Yes, I remember the episode. (laughs) Oh, you like that, didn't you? I do, I love it. Saw the housekeeper informed by the priest's secretary, I'm sorry, we're not trying to be rude, but the dog doesn't like black people. In a truly (laughs) remarkable statement, Reverend Jacek Kowal, a pastor at the Catholic Church of the Incarnation, what? Incarnation. 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 Has insisted he is not racist, explaining, I wholeheartedly believe all forms of discrimination are sinful and wrong, but that his German shepherd did once have a, quote, bad experience with a stranger who happened to be African-American. Can I just point out that, you know, my dog is... 
quite friendly, but he's big. And when people come to the house to do work on it, nine so times out of ten... you have got a horse in the house? Yeah, you haven't got a horse in the house. <laughs> nine times out of ten, I just go, are you okay with the dog, or do you want me to put him outside? And in that scenario, if they're not okay, he just goes outside. He has a run around the garden, he's quite happy. So... Trot around the garden. Yeah, he has a trot around the garden. Someone comes out and mounts him and rides him about a bit. He does a bit of dressage. He's quite fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a horse that big. Time for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> he's not that big. <laughs> leave Maximus alone. Ride! Ride, Maximus, ride! Do you leave Maximus alone? To Tesco's, we need more pedigree chum. <laughs> Hi ho, Maximus! He doesn't have pedigree chum. Tick clop, tick clop. Oh, sorry. It's an worms. <laughs> What's he got with Anyway, you just put the dog outside. Let her clean the house, put the dog outside. I think this is um, the lady doth protest too much mm. scenario. I think he's projecting onto the dog. So I do I, yeah. When I, he says my dog had a bad experience with a stranger who happened to be African-American, what he means is, I had a bad experience <laughs> with a stranger who happened to be African-American, so don't let them in my house. Well, you just say that as a Catholic, he's against all discrimination. Unless you're not a Catholic. I was going to say, yeah, that's not true, is it? Well, I would also say that if all discrimination is sinful and wrong, then your dog is sinful and wrong and yeah. is having a sinful and wrong dog in the house not an ungodly thing to do for a man of the cloth so would it not be easier for you instead of making headlines about your racist dog just kill the dog no not kill the dog uh, in some sort of religious sacrifice now the Christians don't to do appease that appease his sins I don't know just give it away then well, what they need to do is just like get a baptise the dog again get a non-sinful dog I'm pretty sure my mum's dog's not sinful and the worst thing he's ever done is so pissed on something. Well, no, he's baptised a dog and gives him counselling, trying to get out of his racist ways. And he's a dog, and he so there's no. There's a dog, there's a dog whisperer guy. You can't teach an old dog new philosophical ideas. <laughs> <laughs> you can't teach an old she dog. She gets stuck new, in her ways, it's true, yeah. You cannot teach an old dog new religious ideology and dogma. If well, anyone could talk him round, it should be a priest. No, I think the priest has to admit that he is being contaminated by living with the sinful dog and the priest is now sinful and he should quit handing his priest papers take his car to the bishop and throw it on the desk (laughs) you've had the last day preaching at me no no, he has to drive to a bridge and throw it off the bridge into the river I'm done with you God doesn't have to go and take his badge and gun into the bishop (laughs) (laughs) he has to take it his uh, his badge and his pedo porn. <laughs> Hand it over. Not all of it. <laughs> yes, all I'm of it. Keep... No, no. Well, you can, but what you got to understand is that like, if normal people have that stuff, they're getting a lot of trouble. <laughs> so if you're leaving the priesthood, you got to let go of it. No protection now. Yeah, no perks when you leave. Oh, well, fuck him and his racist dog. Yeah, twat. His dog gets killed by no. Don't, don't a wish bit, harm on the dog. Big, don't big. wish harm on the dog. It's just that guy's projecting his own racism onto the dog. I hope it gets killed by a gang of feral Mexican cats. Dogs can't be racist. Dogs are everyone. They love everyone. It's fine. They definitely can be racist. They can't. They can be a bit racist. They can't. I bet your dogs could be a bit racist. Only against each other. I bet yeah. Because <laughs> they're very intelligent. Do you know what I mean? Different, some breeds don't like one another. I'd go for that. Right, well, how about then? My mate used to... Well, he's not a mate. It was an acquaintance. 
<laughs> he used to like he got a dog and he'd put it in a room and he'd, and he'd wear all high vis yeah and then go in and like cover his face and go in the room to antagonise the dog right well, that's a bit nice well no but then it, like when the dog saw a policeman and anyone in that sort of Oh, I see. So it was kind of a weird training regime, then, yeah. in a way. Was he, plan- was he a drug dealer? <laughs> so what I'm saying is... Uh, look, <laughs> was what, he training? The reason why the man wanted a dog that would attack Answer a police... Answer the question. No. Was he dealing the, drugs? The, the reasons his why he needed a dog that would attack a police are not relevant to the story. Well, I, I think they are. the priest does blackface and scares the That's dog. what I'm saying. So <laughs> what I'm saying is the dog that was trained... It might not be the dog's fault, but the dog that was trained to hate high-vis, right? He doesn't care... All he cares about is he's sin eye-vis. He can't differentiate between individual police officers. No, I get just, that. I guess so. That. So if the priest has been putting on blackface and fucking with the dog, <laughs> then it's, the, the, the dog is actually racist. No, he's been trained to be. Yeah, but, but it will go for black people and not white people, so it, it is no, a bit no, racist. No, it's not racist. He just has no concept of race. He's just been trained to attack people with blackface. Yeah. I, if I, that's what he's done, we don't If know that's what he's that. done... We the same as your, he's it's the same about. as your high vis. Yeah, I think he's been friend. doing the same. What's right. he trying to protect? No. He's not a drug dealer. He's trying to protect his pedo porn, and so he's been blacking up and attacking his dog. <laughs> and then he sees the new cleaner coming, want, and he goes, "Ah, oh, fuck! I'm gonna have a murder on me hands." Here. I still want to know why your friend needed his dog to attack high vis. Whereas he lived in a very, <laughs> very rough area full of some very aggressive builders. <laughs> You said police and highway, earlier. Highway maintenance men. You said People police earlier. You, you said police earlier. No. He, he, was he dealing drugs? No. 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 <laughs> there must be a reason why he wanted him to no, attack. No. 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 Officer, no. Okay. No. I don't know his first name. No. <laughs> I knew him simply as Speedy Mick. <laughs> <laughs> Not Billy Wiz. <laughs> Speedy Mick. Um, uh, yeah, no. Uh, what? <laughs> I didn't attack anybody. My dog's not racist. Why am I on the spot? See, I think that's quite irresponsible of dog owner, getting your dog mm. to attack a policeman, because that mm. pretty much ensures the dog's going to be put to sleep. Yeah, it's really Yeah, but the man obviously didn't care about the dog, did he? He didn't have the dog for it to be a bond. He had the dog as a tool, didn't he? Yeah. To protect... Well, I hope he got. Um, I, didn't even, I hope he got arrested, Gaz, and I hope he went to jail for a long time. Well, he's I, not watching, is he? I, I don't know where, <laughs> where Speedy Speedy Mick is these days. Um, <laughs> but I imagine wherever he is and whatever he's doing, he's doing it quickly and sweatily. <laughs> sweatily. <laughs> Very sweatily. Here's to you, Mick. <laughs> but not your pet handling skills, you twat. Hey, unless the police come round, then he's a fucking genius, isn't he? When there's like two like savaged policeman in the doorway well, no because they've got to look at the policeman he didn't got to work that day wanted to be savage did he look while the dog's just doing that to somebody's leg you're off over the fence aren't you and halfway down the fucking alley helicopters the don't red make thermal cameras that's it no that's me one from speedy me yeah. <laughs> as, fast, down as fast as he can move <laughs> yeah. he's not going to run a helicopter or a car <laughs> but they don't take the helicopter the helicopter only comes out once he's absconded it's about gone. though isn't it if it's a routine call and the you know, and you weren't expecting it, the dog does his job and you're off. I think Speedy Mick, yes, although ethically questionable. Just a bit. You know, he's just, he's sticking it to the man, isn't he, with a dog. I could have stick to the man himself, is that fucking... Because dogs are hard. <laughs> yeah. S- S- 
Speedy Mick, he was, he was a bit on the skinny side, bless him. <laughs> I suppose he was, actually, and we can imagine. <laughs> run for miles, though. Hey, yeah, okay, he run for days. That's why he's he like a, that one of them blokes that runs through the desert, and that's <laughs> one of the best marathon runners on the planet. Yeah, you know, God bless him. Terrible teeth, though. <laughs> teeth? <laughs> teeth? That's optimistic, Mike. <laughs> You're saying teeth is optimistic. <laughs> I mean, we didn't call it to his face, but his other nickname was Gummy Mick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. I heard Gummy Mick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we call that one a day then? That concludes the <laughs> yeah, news for this that week. That concludes the news. Okay, and we're back, so let's talk about Doctor Strange Love or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Oh. 1964 and directed by Stanley Kubrick same guy did the moon landed <laughs> <laughs> and many other classics <laughs> starring Peter Sellers who plays three roles right. you spot him I did Captain Mandrake the president and Doctor Strange himself yeah uh, George C. E. Scott uh, you ever seen the film Patton I have General Patton that's actually a decent film because a very good performance in that good actor Sterling Hayden, Slim Pickens, the famous cowboy, and James Earl Jones. Yes. Some of the more noticeable names. His debut role. Oh. Was it? I was going to say it must have been an early one. What year was this? Uh, 64. 64. You've seen him doing Shakespeare. Who, James Earl Jones? Yeah. No oh, way. By Stanley Kubrick. No way. Did yeah. not know that. So we start with a little sort What's of intro. What's the film about? Well, it's a film about... Uh, <sighs> it just sum it up. It's, it's got a lot of messages... Yeah. Anti-nuclear messages, uh, anti-military-industrial complex messages. Well, it was released in the shadow of the JFK murder and the Cuban Missile Crisis. Well, of course, yeah. The Doomsday Clock was at its nearest to midnight since now. Two yeah. minutes to, to midnight. midnight to kill the unborn in the... I always love the way it goes... Woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> And the film is a uh, chilling, mocking warning that tragedy is not only possible, but probable. Exactly. But we have discussed this on, like, threads and various yeah. episodes, haven't we? This potential for human... And there's precedent for this in it's history. It's come so it? close about yeah. a dozen times. For human But it also error. comes so close to being saved. I mean, it's a freak... Mm. Act. Well, we'll get to it as yeah. the film progresses. It's a, it's a freak of statistics mm. that effectively sets off the chain of events at the end yeah. of the film everybody's dead except the few people in those mines but we'll we'll get to it (laughs) so it starts off with a lot of intro the Soviets may be building a doomsday machine Mm. in the Arctic we're not sure but we think it's in the Arctic and they're building something up there followed by a bit of a background the strategic air command whose motto is peace is our profession they're flying a few hundred B-52 bombers all around Russian airspace from the Arctic to the Middle East to Western Europe to the Pacific surrounding Russia 24 hours a day 7 days a week 365 days a year surrounding Russia with God knows how many megatons of bombs just in case they get that order to go but peace is our profession but peace is their profession it's all well in double speaking I was going to say because the thing is though that peace really isn't their profession, is no. it? I mean, they, ah, they would argue that their job is to keep the peace by being that deterrent. The Russians knowing that they're all two hours away from their targets. But you keep the deterrent by being really violent and killy. 
Yes, the best form of best form of defense is a good offense. That's not peace, though, is it? No, it's I keep, mean, it's I am it. no philosophical. I'm playing heavyweight. devil's advocate, by the way, but yeah, it's I know, I know. It. But I'm no philosophical heavyweight. But I'm pretty sure I've figured this one out that that's bullshit. Peace. Well, is our we may, we maintain our strength in order to protect our peace. But if we don't have a war for five years, we're going to fucking start one for bullshit reasons. That's because it's good for industry, guys. Exactly, it's a piece of... Everyone profits, guys. Everyone profits. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing There's it no profit in peace. No. Well, well got to fight some more. Well, you can sell a lot of fucking... There's only so many daisies that you can sell, though. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yes. Just stick in the barrels of guns. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we have a death economy. Well done, Mike. Death economy. It is a death economy. Oh, God. Mike's Mike's going to rant. Well, over 50% of fucking tax revenue goes to the Pentagon. If that isn't a death economy, I don't know what the fuck is. No. A death economy would actually, like, suddenly get a bloke called Death to kill people and funding him. Well, they do, but they're just called Dave and Fred. (laughs) And Billy Joe. Yeah. Well. It's a shitter, isn't it? Mm -hmm. What can you do, though, eh? Them's the rules. Drink a beer. Drink smoke, a beer, smoke a doom, yeah. fire at the place. Not get sent to war. Yeah, it's all good, baby. The film starts with a General Jack D. Ripper, in my opinion, one of the finest named characters of all time. Mm. You know who he's named after? Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper, obviously. <laughs> and Group Captain Mandrake. Now, starts on the phone, and Jack D. Ripper is like, well, look, the base is going to be sealed off. Collect all the radios. We're in a shooting match with the Ruskies. Apologies for the use of Ruskies and commies in this uh, episode. If you're of that persuasion, you don't want to be insulted. Seal the base. Collect all the radios, which is a sensible idea. I like it. Mm. Yeah. Protection. We're in a shooting war, and I've le- unleashed the B-52s under my command. All carrying 50 megatons each. They're all two hours on their target. Mm. I've unleashed wing attack plan R. Head to your targets on my authorization because wing attack plan R is there. So let's say the Russians get a sneak attack in mm. and the president and all his joint chiefs get taken out. Then lesser commanders can act on their own authority to launch that nuclear strike in retaliation. Although there's not really much fucking point at that point, is there? Yeah. I suppose unless well, it's a bit of pride. That's depends, all you've got. It depends on, depends on how many people have been killed, doesn't it? No. It does seem like a bit of a flaw in the plan, doesn't it? Yeah. Because if one of them officers have gone rogue, insane, yeah. he can conceivably pretend that to his base personnel and his, his bomber crews that there has been a first strike yeah. and we're launching our retaliation now. Mm. And those bomber crews have no idea because they're somewhere two hours away from Russia flying around it. Mm. So they don't know what's going on. Well, they're trained to follow orders. Well, that's it. So the wing attack plan R gets received to the bomber that we follow through the film, piloted by a Major Kong. Are those bombers still out there? Yeah, B-52s, yeah. The no, I mean, no, no, they're still out there. The original, the B-52s uh, are still, still out there. Flying still flying every Still flying, not going to be retired until 2044, I think I read somewhere. And then some new planes will take over. Well, they'll bring in something else or may do It'll away with them completely. Drone. They so tend to drop like, more conventional bombs nowadays because you've got nuclear armed submarines. Right, so I'm quick, but simply, just for me, because I'm not a military fan. <laughs> <laughs> so they're still out there, still flying around. Yeah. 
Always airborne. 20... No, 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 not that. Not st- strategic air command has gone then. That's what I was, that's yeah. what I was so, trying to say. Yeah. Right. Um, strategic air command has gone. Went in something like 1992, 93. But up till then, then. So up till then, they were still, still just flying around. And I, I assume they'd land and swap crews. Yeah, pretty much. They yeah. swap crews and they want to go up. They do the and maintenance. Just straight back up, refuel in the air, constantly, yeah. constantly, constantly. What a terrible carbon footprint. Absolutely. Also mental. That's mad as a box of frogs, isn't it? And they did crash now and again. I mean, how long does it take to scramble? I suppose it takes a long time to fly to Russia. That's it. You've so. got on there, waiting until the missile technology catches up. Mm. And you've right. Got... Well, remember at the time, it's cheaper to build a bomb than it is a missile. Right. Uh, now I'm with you, so it needs to be dropped. So. Yeah, until the missile technology gets better and you can stick mm. them on submarines, where you can just park up 10 miles off the shore, mm. pop up, fire a missile, fuck off. Yeah. This is the best you've got. Uh, Even the money it must have cost as well to keep all those planes yeah, in the constantly. hour, in the air, every hour, every day, every minute, and oh, it's insane. But yeah, yep. so Major Kong doesn't quite believe it at first, and he goes back to his radio operator, and he's like, "Now nah, I told you what I told you, boys, about pissing mm-hmm. about." Oh shit, that's actually yeah. correct. So he goes to the safe, pulls out his cowboy hat. Oh yes, and the instructions. For Plan R. Now you know that was based on uh, I read on the IMDb trivia, and I think I had heard of this guy before. But the cowboy hat thing, there was like Boeing's top test pilot for like a decade. It was a fairly famous dude, and he did test planes. He actually tested these B-52s, their first yeah. flight. He used to test planes in cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. Why not? So uh, yeah, that's who he's based on, sort of. Visually, but also he Slim Pickens who plays him is a Western actor. He's a real cowboy, isn't he? Yeah, he's a real cowboy, and I don't think he batted an eyelid when he they put the cowboy hat in there. I'm not sure if they told him or not it was in uh, there, but he's just told to play it. Don't play it like a cowboy. Mm. Just you know, be yourself. But he was a cowboy, so he played like a cowboy. That's it. I just love the idea of some dude test pilot's one of the most dangerous jobs, isn't it? And I just love the idea of some guy called Tex or whatever who's just like. What you got for me today? And it's a mad jet. And he's like, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> but he must go up there in some sort of flight helmet. And then once he's up there and not dead, you know, right, now it's time for the... I suppose it depends on what altitude he's flying at, doesn't it? Mm. Still pretty awesome. Maybe just it? for going a helmet. Yeah. Like, you know, and I love the quiz. It's nuclear conflict toe-to-toe with the Ruskies. He wants it, and the, that tune kicks in, doesn't it? The uh, Johnny go marching uh, home again. Yeah. Johnny come marching home again. It's an old Irish anti-war song. But was it a sort of like with a lot of folk melodies? I only know this from being a sort of Bob Dylan-ish fan. Is that like the thing with folk music and the melody gets passed on and on and on and on? Yeah. And people reuse the same melody and just add their own lyrics to it. Well, this yeah. is it, so everyone knows a tune. Yeah, that was used in the American Civil War. That's what I was about yeah. to say, yeah, that's the folk tradition. So it started off as an Irish thing, became part of the American Civil War, and now if you hear that, you think America, don't you? Yeah. Because I was even thinking during the film, for the listener, we've literally just watched the movie, I've never seen it before, and now we've started recording. When that tune kicks in, I'm British, I still, f- I would have fucking saluted the stars and stripes <laughs> when I heard that fucking song. I'll go out and die for America. And fucking play me that song. Yeah, fuck yeah. 
So you're willing to drop a thermonuclear device on a couple of million people? Because that's if there's a band playing, I'll be fucking saluting as I fire the fucking missiles. For God and America. So. We then Gas, you're in Wolverhampton. Yeah. <laughs> You've driven a van. Uh, what? <laughs> oh. My name's Tex, goddammit! I'm a test pilot! How's <laughs> uh. that multiple personality syndrome going <laughs> <laughs> well, Regular listeners to the show will know that I'm barely keeping it under wraps. <laughs> <laughs> You should go see a psychiatrist, you know that? There isn't one good enough, Ben, on the money I'm on. You know what I mean? Fuck. They save the kind of psychiatrist, the level of psychiatrist I need, they save them for famous serial killers. Ah. You know what I mean? That's the level I need, but they don't give them to because I haven't killed anyone yet. I thought you had. No. <laughs> Moving on. So we then cut to um, General Butt Turgidson, who's... Um, oh, what a name. Presumably having sex with his secretary on the side, because she answers the phone in a bikini. Just think about it, Turgidson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turgid. Turgidson. She's like, well, OK, there's a colonel on the phone. By the way, this jet, we, by the way, we've got rogue bombers heading for their targets, and we know it's um, they're under the command of General Ripper. I can't get through the base. And he's like, well, just try try yourself. And he's like, oh, I, I have several times. And she's relaying all this. You always have the feeling she's probably shagged him because she's calling him by like a pet name. <laughs> I think this secretary gets about. I think the only unrealistic thing about the film, and I wonder if it was part of the comedy, was like, when she was doing this scene, there's no way he said all that stuff in the gap yeah. that she was leaving. She was like, leave like a three second gap and be like, uh-huh. He says you've got to go and see the general in the thing at the blah blah blah. That's five sentences. <laughs> That's just nitpicking. Yeah, the phone lines are through. They can't get through to the base. Then we come back to General Ripper, telling the troops to defend the base, and he gives this great sort of no matter the uniform, don't trust anybody. So if they turn up in our uniforms, shoot them anyway. Don't trust anyone unless he's known to you personally. I'd rather take some casualties through mistakes than than compromise the security of the base. And shoot first and ask questions later. <laughs> literally shoot anything, whether it's yeah. in our uniform, whether it's literally saying, we're on your side. No, nope. nope, sorry, don't know you. <laughs> Can't compromise the security of the base. Fuck me. Now back in the bomber, the envelope sealed orders are given. They're given to each crewman. And inside they've got a little rescue kit, they've got a little kit, they've got a pistol, they've got gold, they've got rubles. I was going to ask you about that. Is that accurate, do you know? Is that like yeah, a, yeah, even up uh, to um, the first Gulf War, they would give pilots um, would, and, and special forces behind enemy lines about 100, mm. I don't know what the current, I don't know how they were, 100 gold sovereigns, I think it was. Right. Because they could bribe their way out of any trouble. Okay. Did they yeah, also include sense. the prophylactics lipstick? Yes, because you can bribe, yeah, because <laughs> if, if women take you in... You can bribe them with condoms. Well, you can use the condoms. <laughs> you can use the condoms. Yeah. Bribe them with the nylons, mate. Ex- expensive <laughs> lipsticks. To be fair, give them the expensive lipsticks. <laughs> to be fair, give them the nylons. Hey, give them the, the condoms. condoms. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Have you ever been makeup shopping, not for yourself, while with a woman while she is makeup shopping? You would be mortified at the price of fucking makeup. It's disgusting. It's fairly valuable shit, man. So yeah, I don't know. Three, like, top-end lipsticks. Yeah, you could maybe persuade a, a woman in a third-world kind of 
And nylon stockings, guys. You hear of Chanel? Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, look at this. Two hundred dollars lipstick. Yes. Yeah, hide me from the Reds. Hide <laughs> yeah. me from the Russian army. <laughs> I'll give you these condoms later. Uh, <laughs> Maybe just touch it a little. <laughs> I've been through a lot. <laughs> Remember, you've got a My combination. Came down. You've got a combination Russian phrase book and Bible in miniature. Uh, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. one of the things they mentioned. Uh, Seven packs of chewing gum. I wouldn't need the phrase book. They'd all understand me because you just do the accent, and all of a sudden everyone speaks pidgin English. <laughs> That's how it works, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, with Plan R, Wing Attack Plan R, they can't be recalled unless a specific code is sent before the recall code. And there's, what, 17,000 permutations on that. Their target with their 30 megaton bomb is an ICBM base. And that's where they're heading. Hmm. However, Mandrake, after collecting all the radios, turns one on and realises they're still playing dance music. Well, they're not going to be playing dance music in the event of a nuclear war. No one's going to be playing anything. Hmm. Are they? No. I see. Apart from, it's all crazy. fucking real! It's <laughs> happened! Some crazy guy screaming down the microphone at you that you're all going to die. stay indoors. Do not attempt yeah. to visit your local Walmart. Walmart, however. Just, play, be, just play the end by the doors. Can you imagine the one in Britain? Our British one. Well, we saw a bit of it in Threads, wouldn't it? But it'd be, it'll be that lovely Radio 4 BBC voice telling you to please stay indoors and block all windows. Do not visit your local supermarkets as there is no food. <laughs> Ration trucks will be with you shortly. Sure. And if Granny's outside, she's dead already. Yes. <laughs> Do not bring cover the, the pets. Body. Oh yeah, that was it. Threads. It literally yeah. told them how to cover the body yeah. of yeah. it, and it was literally like, uh, after three days, you will need to blah blah blah. Like fuck. That's what it'll be over here. Wrap the body in bin bags, dump it outside, leave a sign on so they can yeah. they can but bury we'll, it properly. We'll all be calm though. As long as Radio Four is still broadcasting, everything will be fine. Please try not to breathe in the current atmosphere, <laughs> as it's very harmful to your lungs. <laughs> and the rest of you. Mary from Whiteshead says, <laughs> and some homemade apocalypse recipe. Yeah. <laughs> Bee and potato be pie. Yeah. Three quarts of the blood of a mutated rat. <laughs> you know, in the Second World War, they, uh, the British government stockpiled millions of cigarettes. <laughs> Hundreds of millions of cigarettes, because if we were invaded, because if we were invaded, it, they were seen as a key component of morale. And there's enough cigarettes to give everyone ten a day for so many months. Imagine trying to convince us to over everybody our... in the country yeah. ten yeah. cigarettes a day. Oh, yeah, but eighty percent of the country smoked back then. That's true. Yeah, That's what I'm yeah. saying. We've got it over. We've got it. You know. Overthrow and they do. I haven't had a fag for six days. Yeah. I don't want to live. They knew there'd be a revolution, man. Nicotine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically, yeah. every, they have the, the plan. Everyone gets ten, man, woman, and child ten cigarettes a day Ooh, for X amount of months. That sounds good to me. Better joints. <laughs> you might lower the will to fight though Mike well I wonder what the status of cannabis was in 1940 had it, had it fucking made its way to the no, UK I, I, I think it was in the 20s or 30s here. yeah I think you might have had a bit of it about I was going to say I just wonder who who in 1940s Britain <coughs> knew of marijuana and had spivs it. what's a spiv yeah, uh, you know the, the, no oh. a spiv's more of a con man isn't he yeah yeah, but a bit of a more, of like, oh, I thought uh, maybe it would be the upper because I learned at the uh, Cadbury World factory the other day uh, that like chocolate was 
like basically a secret of the Spanish like royalty for hundreds of years. Mm. Like then there was some. Well, sugar was just for the wealthy. Well, that's what I mean. Some yeah. marriage went on and it spread to Britain, but it was still a fucking luxury top mm. end item, right? So maybe I was thinking maybe cannabis. At one point in the world, maybe yeah. the richest of the rich in nineteen forties mm. could have some nice cannabis yeah. tea. I suppose you had other stuff like you had opiates and things like that, didn't you? Mm. I mean, laundry. Opium. Opium and opium dens. I mean, yeah. I had a stunning revelation at the Cadbury factory when it, cause it was explaining everything the coca bean and all this. Well, their chocolate's not as good as it yeah. used to be. Oh, well, they they try their very best to make everything interactive and in, even like, so, it's not just a boring lecture. There's like. They're explaining what happens to the beans, so when there's pressure, like wind blows on you and fucking, you know, the seat moves while the bean travels down the thing. Eh, like a 3D tour. Yeah. But essentially... Was there any I, I was like, almost. I was like, the owner, <laughs> the coca bean, it's like, as up there with the cannabis plant, as like nature's gift to humanity, isn't it? And she was like, yeah, chocolate's pretty awesome, isn't it? I was like, no, it's never really hit me before, like... Chocolate, yeah, that's awesome, isn't it? Yeah, coffee, that's pretty awesome, isn't it? Yeah, fucking cocaine, <laughs> all from one little fucking bean. That's like the magic bean, isn't it? Isn't that the bean that Jack in the fucking beanstalk is on about? That's a pretty impressive little fucking bean, isn't it? And all three of those things make you go, woo! Isn't wow? Is the beanstalk just a metaphor for how high Jack got when he was seeing giants? Because <laughs> he had 12 cups of coffee yeah. and a line of fucking coke. Yeah. Woo-hoo. I'm seeing giants, baby. <laughs> Cleaning up. The beanstalk is a metaphor for how high he was. In reality, he beat up a tall bloke and nicked his wallet. <laughs> I'm just surprised there wasn't coca bean wars and fucking... There was nutmeg wars. Wasn't there sugar wars as well yeah. or something? Yeah. yeah. But one, at one point, nutmeg was the most expensive thing on the planet. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Went to over it. So that's why we took over the, mid, the West Indies then. No, no tea du- wars. Dutchies, Indies, I didn't know. Yeah, well, we got it, it was, after. It was only grown on We had the West Indies, Mike. We got, we got it. I'm sure you could, only, you could only find nutmeg on like one or two islands in the East Indies. Well, we gave those Dutch a damn good thrashing <laughs> and took it off them, probably. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> those Dutchies. <laughs> Uh, you sounded like Rimmer there. He <laughs> <laughs> does a lot, if you don't notice. <laughs> I'm not Rimmer. We gave those Dutchies a damn good slapping. <laughs> you are Rimmer. <laughs> Just having this game of Risk the other day. <laughs> the thing is, you love Risk. <laughs> don't you? I have a board game. Two threes and a six. <laughs> and then I threw. <laughs> I don't own the board game. Okay, okay. <laughs> and you're an abject coward, like Rimmer. Come <laughs> on, abject coward in the slightest. That was funny, though. <laughs> I'm a, no, to be I'm fair, a great British hero. To be fair, when, when I drunkenly tried to attack the man who I drunkenly thought was being weird with my girlfriend. He was being weird with your girlfriend. Oh, that's all right, then I'm justified. Ben was right there. He yeah. was, too. You know. Saved your life that night. Stood behind me, right there. <laughs> Saved your life. I'm joking. <laughs> I would have been with you if you went running. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't doing running for no more. Mike is not a have-a-girl hero uh, if it involves running, so if you do get mugged uh, and Mike is near you... I love and respect you, Gaz, but <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> 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 if only 
me you weren't the other side of the street. I'd come and help you not die. <laughs> oh, he's jumping on your head now. Ooh, Ooh. That looks sore. Oh. Uh, you'll be all right. <laughs> Remember, I love you. <laughs> I would have walked over to you. Got there eventually. <laughs> Put some pressure on the wounds for me. I would have spooned you while you, <laughs> while you left this world. <laughs> That's all a man can ask for. Thanks, spooned by a hairy ginger man. It's better than nobody. It's better than dying alone, stabbed on a street. Like, why did I start on the drunk man? I could have just gone home. I must admit, you are evaluating your life choices at that moment, aren't you? Definitely in this day and age. No, it's also getting older. Like, in my 20s, just like... Like, and then tomorrow, the next day, think like, oh, I really could have died last night. <laughs> the older you get, you're more just like, fuck, 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 that's going to work for weeks. <laughs> I might need spinal realignment. No. Anyway, yeah. what the fuck are we on about? <laughs> the film. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, man makes, <laughs> up, man makes up the radio. He shows it to Gen- General Ripper. He's like, look, they're not, obviously, you know, you, you've made a mistake. They're still playing dance music. This is some kind of test. Recall the wing. And he's like, nope. 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 No. I sent them. Because the Russians are poisoning our purity of essence. Oh. A POS. And then shows Mandrake a gun. And says, I mean, POE. Yeah, POS, POE. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, purity of spirit, purity of essence. Yeah, because he's got this commie infiltration, indoctrination, and subserviceness. And subservice, uh, subserviceness. Is that accurate? Would there be a British RAF dude on the base? Yeah, there might be an exchange yeah. programme going on. Mm. You sort of, we learn off you, you learn off us. Yeah. See how things are done, what can we do to streamline things. I suppose we are mm. allies, aren't we? That's it. But the main thing is the poisoning of our precious bodily fluids. Oh. So we cut to the war, well, the president, and he's informed the bombers are only 25 minutes from Russian radar cover in the, in the war room. The war room, the beautiful looking war yeah. room. Did I tell the story? Did I tell that off off air where Reagan? Uh... I can't remember. Yeah, neither can tell I. Tell it again, just in yeah. case. Well, basically, when Reagan took president, he was a huge fan of this film, and he said, "All right, you show me the White House. Where's the war room?" Like, well, there isn't one, so he had one built. <laughs> Good on him. I'd want a war room if I was president. So would I. Even yeah. if I didn't have war, I'd just go and hang out in there. Yeah, smoke a doob, yeah. enjoy yourself. <laughs> We've got all them big screens around you. We're in the war Surround room. sound. Fucking yeah. Like 15, well, fucking hell, 100 foot screens on each wall. Yeah, yeah right. And do you know that the tablecloth was green? Right. Because like a poker? He, yes, mm. because he wanted the, the actors to feel like they're playing a game of poker over the world. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Obviously, we can't see that. It's in black and white, but... Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Turgeson gives a great quote and he's like, well, until we can, the facts are in, sir, we're going to say that General Ripper's exceeds his authority. <laughs> well, no <You> shit, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a folder in front of him as well, which I picked up on the film I've never noticed before. It's a uh, world targets in mega deaths. <laughs> mega deaths. I mean, wow. is that where the band got the name? Probably. Ah. Could be. So the president's like, well, all right, we'll just issue the recall codes. Oh no, because Plan R means that it's the wing commanders and authority, and we can't get hold of General Ripper. He got a message from him, and he said, well, what you've got to do now to stop these Russians poisoning our essence <laughs> is launch a full-on nuclear war. I've given you the best head start with 1,400 megatons. Oh, God. The president says, well, all right. Let's 
it should have equal code because what we can't there's actually um, 17,576 possible combinations it's only two and a half days to transmit and the bombers are only 25 minutes or less than 25 minutes away from breaching Russian radar cover so we're fucked it's brown so we're fucked. Time. it's brown trousers time <laughs> it certainly is absolutely at that point the president alright well what army units have we got turns out 23rd Airborne Division is stationed near the base <laughs> but then General Turgeson gives an impassioned plea about why the attack should continue and we should also send in everything else we've got yeah because <laughs> hey we're going to catch him with that pants down. We'll take out 90% of their missiles. We'll have moderate to acceptable civilian casualties of around 10 to 20 million, but no more than 20 million. I guarantee you no more than 20. <laughs> no more than 20 million casualties. Fine. That's moderate to acceptable. Psychopath. Thing is, it was based on a real general, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah probably, tribute. Somebody probably that one that wanted to uh, nuke China. It was. It was Who somebody. Was that, oh, it was. Um, that was Admiral. Oh man, charged the Korean War, wasn't he? Nimitz. Was it? I don't know. Come on. Was he called? No. Oh man, MacArthur. Yeah, that's it. MacArthur. Wanted to nuke China. Well, he didn't want to nuke China. He wanted to nuke the Chinese columns of troops. He wanted to use battlefield nuclear weapons. Oh, they sound nice. <laughs> yeah, if you look up for your bunch of Chinese mates with you and, you know, that thing, that plane drop's getting fucking bigger, isn't it? <laughs> oh, shit. My skin uh, is hanging off. Yeah, <laughs> just incinerated. Ha <laughs> <laughs> your um, face is melting. <laughs> so the president has invited the Russian ambassador down. He was kicked to a bit of a stink about the hors d'oeuvres straight away, the the, uh, the buffet they've got going on. And then General Turgis says, You can't invite the Russian ambassador down here. He'll see the big board. He's <laughs> <laughs> got all my plans on. <laughs> so basically, the president gets in there to call the Russian Premier, Kisov, Dmitry Kisov. We can only assume that he's in a brothel because he's mm. drunk, there's low music playing, <laughs> and he's. He's having a good time, isn't he? He's having a way of a time. Yeah. <laughs> Turgeson then has a, tries to restrain the Russian ambassador. He thinks he's taking pictures of the big board. <laughs> and the president, one of my favourite lines in this film, Gentlemen, yeah. you can't fight in here. This is the war room. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best line in the film, to be fair. Oh, man. I think that actually might be one of the best lines in any <laughs> film, in all fairness. You can't fight in here. You can't fight in here. This is the war room. Uh, the US Army now attacks the Air Force base at this point. And the Air Force guys have been saying, hey, 200 yards, open up on them, doesn't matter who it is. And they have this whole conversation like, hey, where are you know, the Ruskies got them trucks from? Oh, they probably bought them surplus. Wow, they look like the real thing, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, 200 yards, <laughs> start firing away. In all fairness, those airborne soldiers, that, that the, um, the Air Force guys, because probably policemen and they have probably got no chance against an no. airborne division. They're, they're kind of the elites. Hold out for a bit, don't they? Oh, they'll hold it for a bit. For another ten minutes. I like the general just says, oh, no offence, uh, General Tuzan, my, my boys will brush your Air Force guys aside, won't be too much. You can see he's pissed off by that. Like, yeah, fucking wanker. <laughs> yes. So the US president then tells the Russian Premier that they accidentally attacked Russia because one of these generals went a little silly in the head and launched... An independent attack. 
but he does sweeten it with he tells him that they'll help the Russians destroy their own bombers and that involves sending all the details of the security, the safety measures and things like that so they can better track them and destroy them. Which is a big thing, you're already saying, right, we've just sent in these X amount of planes. Alright, I'm going to give you how to bring down all our bombers. Mm. Should the opportunity ever arise, you've now got this information. Yeah. So at least he's committed mm. to stopping that and... You know, he's very sorry, and the Russian Premier is very sorry too, and they're both having a very sorry-off contest, but who's uh, more sorry, because uh, Premier Kisov is pissed as a fart. He does speak to him like a child, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's how you speak to a drunk person, though, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It is exactly how you speak to someone who's mm. off their tits. Mm-hmm. The problem is, he then sits down, the Premier gets asked for the ambassador on the phone, and sort of informs him that... Um, Got a doomsday machine. <laughs> I was going to announce it next Monday at the party conference, but... He says the mad fools. The mad fools, what did they do? And obviously mad. Mutual assured sure destruction. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. And it will destroy all human and animal life on Earth. Within ten months. Well, we're doing that ourselves in about 30 years. Not ten months though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no. That way it's quicker. That way is a lot quicker. I don't like my channel. I don't, I don't like it. Why would you even... Con- I mean, yes, it's the ultimate deterrent. But at the same time, you know, well, what about the people stuck inside? I mean, we're all right. But then again, they don't think that, do they? No. This is why my... my if I was in charge, it'd be a glorious utopia. You'd, you'd all know bomb shelter. They do in Switzerland. You do? Yeah. I read that in the thingy as well. Uh, we've talked about it before, but it's still yeah. a thing, apparently, mm-hmm. to this yeah. day. New building needs... So do they know something we don't? Are they just very pessimistic? Well, they've got a they're citizen just... army. Mm. So the more your citizens survive that initial nuclear onslaught, right. the more guys you've got left to fight back. And plus, the US reasoning for it was A, it's too expensive. Oh, and? And B, it kind of nullifies the, the mad, mad thing. thing. Yeah, I didn't realise that until I literally... Because if you can hide all your people underground, then there's no mutual sort of destruction. You're yeah. safe. Yeah, there's no yeah. point in having nuclear so weapons. You can, you can attack them. first. You yeah. can attack first. And yeah, that's, so that's where they don't do it. Apparently. I suppose. You don't stand to money. They don't give a shit. Mm. Well, they've got their bunkers. It's like the, the Prime Minister and the... The cabinet, they'll have their In bunker. the Pindar bunker. The Pindar yeah, bunker. But some of these bunkers, apparently, Mike, can hold millions of people and they're already down there living whole societies. Well. Just saying. I don't know if it's true. Lizards! <laughs> hollow Earth? Yeah. Maybe we well, tap into the Hollow Earth? Not even Hollow Earth, just apparently like someone a very long time ago, you know, the Rockefellers, someone like that, somebody very high up in that chain wanted to build literal... One's big enough to literally hold millions of people. Bunkers to hold millions of people. Whether or not that ever happened, who oh, knows? Well, Because they probably know something that we don't. There's no bunkers near us, I can tell that much. Oh, we won't be in any. Nobody's going to let me in their bunker, aren't they? What skills do you have? Professional driver. Not going to need one of them down here. Anything else? Uh, ooh, ooh. Skills. When you say skills... <laughs> What do I mean, skills? I mean, if you're ever a bit upset, I'm a good shoulder to cry on. Um, <laughs> you're a poet. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, we need lo- we need loads of them in the yeah, post nuclear war. You people. need entertainment, Daniel. Yeah. I can write your poem, sing your song, not in tune. Um, <laughs> I'm a writer. I'm I've got stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, we won't published. need any of that. We won't need writing. No, no, we will. We'll need to chronicle the. 
you know, the, the days down there and that. And For what? Black and right, like, nah, plays we'll and things. Oh, we need, we need, our history. We need the history of the underground recording. Nah, and that paper will be but, used for asswiping. But, Mike, you're not a historian, you're a writer, so... Yeah, I'm yeah. a writer, yeah, yeah, so they'll need entertainment again. Hey, I'll write plays. I'll write plays. I've got major experience on a forklift operation and lower management type, I might get in. What, you've got no fucking chance? I've got chance. more chance than you. No way. I've got more chance than the pair of you. No way. Military experience, forklift Let's operation, that's a skill. Let's qualify military experience, because Ben would like you to, you know, when he says military experience. Ten years in the reserves. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same thing as ten years service. No, but... You know, I follow orders well. You're not a fucking super soldier with delegate. a purple cross and like a fucking uh, ten years military service. Uh, <laughs> Forklift operator, that's a skill. I spent one day, fuck one day in the cadets training. Someone's got to move around pallets of food, Gaz. They take the pallets of food to where they need it. There's a warehouse. There's a warehouse down there. Warehouse system down there. Of course there is. Of course there is. It's the logistic flow. No, because this happens... I understand like, logistics, therefore, that's a good thing. I'm a logistics manager. You're going to pretend you're one of them. They're going to say, yeah, yeah, come inside. And as soon as you walk inside, it's going to shoot the back of the head. Well, at least I've got inside for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> at least I've got inside and breathe some of the air, unlike you two. No, inside the main perimeter, not inside the, the thing. Why are they going to shoot me in the head? This is... I, honestly, it's just... <laughs> it's all just... A jigsaw's just falling into place, <laughs> like... You've never sounded more rimmer. <laughs> you're telling us two peasants that we'll never get in because you're a second technician, the second lowest rank on the ship, and you're looking down at us two. You'll never get in, you peasants. I'm better than you. They're not going to let you in your officers' club. I've got more chance of getting in than you two. They're not going to let you in their officers' club, Ben. Just admit you're one of us. I understand logistics. (laughs) I can manage a logistics team. Logistics logistics (laughs) is a fancy word for fucking put this shit over there. Exactly. Then get that shit. They need some people to do that. That shit over there. And they need people to do that. Logistics. I'm in charge of waste management. You empty the bins. Well. Yeah, you know, managing the waste, waste management. You empty the fucking bins. Logistics, I move shit. Yeah. I'm in logistics, I move shit. Yeah, but you don't understand the chain. Oh, for fuck, I don't understand the chain. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to confuse you with management speed. He's the only one which is bullshit. Bullshit, brains. The same as fucking double speak. I've been to fucking university. I fucking understand that one place sends it to another place, <laughs> sends it to the next place, and on to the next place. Fuck me. Last well, one. Moving on. <laughs> now a piss break. All right, Rumor. No, Rumor. <laughs> Hold it in like the officer you are. All right, so let's continue the film. So Mandrake and General Ripper are on a chat, and he says to him, uh, Ripper says, have you ever seen a commie drink water? <laughs> no, they drink vodka. That's all they drink. Yeah. So I only ever have grain alcohol and rainwater. Because uh, fluidization's a commie plot. to steal our purity of essence. A monstrously conceived and dangerous communist plot that we're facing. There is a conspiracy about fluoridation of the water, yeah, isn't there? There is, yeah. The calcifying of the pineal gland. Right. Oh, Explain that to me. That That's why we're all losing our psychic abilities. Maybe. That's why we're oh, all just right. the conspiracy. Oh, okay. So, so we're losing you lost your third eye up. Right. So, so you, you're more easily mm. controlled. But I read in the trivia that this conspiracy was so prevalent in American culture that some states actually managed to pass laws against company, like yeah. so that and anyone installing a certain type of equipment to do Florida 
fluoridation fluoride, yeah would be arrested and charged like, wow uh, it was a very prevalent and it's still out there today Alex yeah. still fucking pedals yeah, this does, one. Yeah. I've got no idea the legitimacy of it. I've not looked into. We've been anything. doing this for years, haven't we? Since do we the do 80s. it over here too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do it only about thirteen percent, something like that. Yeah, not not a very high number. I think America's more like seventy percent. Probably, but then they wash chickens and chlorine. Five percent worldwide, I think, fluoridation of water. It's meant to stop cavities in your teeth. Mm. But there's a there are, Looking on the Wikipedia page, there's a lot for and a lot against it. There's a bit of a mixed response, so... Yeah. What does the scientific community say, Mike? It turned the freaking frogs gay! <laughs> I'm no, sorry, that was what Alex said. <laughs> there is generally a mixed response whether it actually has any health benefits. Yeah, right. It's really well, fucked either way, well, the, yeah. the government decided at some point, Yeah. you know what we're going to do? We're going to put this chemical in the water. Yeah. We're not going to ask you. We're, we're just going to put this chemical in the water because we think it might help. It might give you this health benefit. Have you done any testing? And it happens to be a waste product of industrial process. Well, did they do well, any long-term research into what would be the, the, the effects of drinking this for a 50-year period? No? We'll find out as we go. Yeah. It's still yeah. pretty fucked. And yeah. judging by the state of the teeth of people on the Jeremy Carl show, I'd imagine it hasn't worked at fucking all, has it? This has not worked at all. British people are known stereotypically for having bad teeth. That's true. Well, maybe we need more fluoridation then. Maybe, maybe we do. Yeah, but we also don't like shoot each other up and like worship fried chicken. And, That's you know, also true, yeah. America, America is becoming more and more like Mega City One. As the, uh, I fucking, I, I should have took a photograph of it, but I'm reading a Judge Dredd novel that was written in 1993. And some couple were arguing about the latest vid screen like comedy. So you've got to remember, it's written in 1993 and whoever's writing it is trying to satirise current culture yeah. by imagining what's the future going to be. And they're, they're arguing over this TV show and the guy's like, I'm not going to watch a TV show about some stupid family that just sits around and watches vids all day. Yeah. That's Gogglebox. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. now, we've got to the put flash forward from 1993, we literally watch people watching I do not box. understand that show. Yeah, you're I, watching people watch TV programmes that you've already watched. Yeah. Yeah. I've done it so then. I've watched a few the same episodes. same time as me. Ooh. But I've watched a few episodes. I mean, and it sucks you in. I never have. It no, sucks you. I, I don't know, how, how did you feel? I got sucked in. I, was like, I actually thought this is it quite wasn't funny. as bad as I thought it would be. Mm. I thought it was funny, but it's still yeah. a weird thing it is. to be doing. Watching watch something. I don't watch. I don't watch someone watch something I've already seen. And that's the point. No, but then again, you know, you. And half like the time they overreact their fucking reactions anyway. Yeah. Well, we do like listen to podcasts about films we watch and things, i.e., what we're doing mm-hmm. now. So it's not a major leap away from that, is it? No, it isn't. But I'm not. It's not a visual. I mean, if we recorded ourselves watching the film, <laughs> I like reaction videos. Which would have involved a lot of yeah. smoke in the way of the TV, I'd imagine. <laughs> Excuse me. I just inhaled. <laughs> Gas was popping a fucking bomb during the film. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. That wouldn't have made that one. Probably not the best for TV. Yes, I have, for the I mean, listener, recently rediscovered the pleasures of a bong, age 36. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like such a dick holding it. I just feel like an idiot. But it works. What can I say? You might hear it in a second, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Probably during Fun Alex. <laughs> uh, 
So as the base is under attack, General Ripper pulls a machine gun from his golf bag. I believe it's an M60. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I'm the, actually, I think it's the Browning. I'm not, I think it's a Browning. And he, he wants a mandrake to help him feed the belt. You know, feed the belt. <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't know. My, my, my knee's gone. My, my gammy knee. <laughs> oh, the string's gone, Jack. The string's gone. <laughs> the string's gone. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> All I ever did was, you know, press a button on my Spitfire. I never actually fed a machine gun. <laughs> now we get the um, the loader on the Doomsday Machine in the war room. It's powered by Cabal Forium G, which is a 93 years half-life. All life on Earth will be dead in 10 months. It activates automatically. It can't be deactivated. And the Russians built it because they can't afford the space race, the arms race, or the peace race. <laughs> the peace <laughs> they can't afford it. Exactly. So they said, you know what? Let's build this. It's, our, it's the ultimate deterrent. Of course, the US general's like, well, there's a doomsday gap. Doomsday gap. <laughs> doomsday gap. <laughs> the doomsday. And that goes refers to the missile gap. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, we've got more than them as a missile gap. Or they've got more than us as a missile gap. We need to have the same or more, that's it. The Americans always have more. Yeah, they have done, yeah. Even though they always claim that the Russians did, obviously, so they could get more. That's how yeah. you sell the war. That's yeah. it. So the military-industrial complex is funded. Mm -hmm. I mean, those things are like... Remember the Saturn V? That took men to the moon, mm -hmm. right? Now, why was that technology developed? It's to kill people. More efficient rockets. intercontinental ballistic missiles. Mm. Hey, we can get rockets to the moon. We can get to you, pal. Yeah. There you go. Um, Doctor Strangelove then enters. He's in a wheelchair. He's got one black glove. He's got wandering hand syndrome. <laughs> He's a little bit crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a real thing that is. It's called agonistic apraxia. Really? Alien hand syndrome. Wow. It's caused by the damage to the corpus callosum, nerve fibres that connect the brain's two hemispheres. Interesting. Okay, huh? mm -hmm. And if you used to be a Nazi before you got the injury... Mm. Then it makes you do all sorts of shit. <laughs> doesn't it? That's fucking ace. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Sellers is, in all fairness, a comedy genius. Oh, he's it? fucking brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, How many characters did he play in that? Three. Yeah, Great. Kubrick said, well, he, he was paid a million dollars for that, which was 55% of the budget. Wow. But Kubrick quit, he got three for the price of six. <laughs> <laughs> and also remember that Kubrick being the, the arch perfectionist, where he takes shot after shot after take after take after take after take until he feels it's right. Sellers basically ad-libbed his entire yeah. way through it. He made up most of the... Yeah, he made up most of his lines. Yeah. And that's why you see some of the... The, the other actors around him mm. struggling to contain themselves because he's yeah. just going off on one. He didn't understand why he had to do take after take. Mm. What Kubrick said it was because he got better and better each take. Yeah. And weirdly, George C. Scott is also a very good actor. Hated the fact that Kubrick made him do take after take after take. But then he looked back on it a few years, in, in the future, oh God, so many years later, and he was like, you know what, actually, that's one of my best performances. Mm. Yeah, as you say, Sellers just went off on one and ad-libbed every yeah. time. Every time Kubrick, the arch perfectionist, makes him do another take, he just completely changes the dialogue. Yeah. Everyone was pretty much on top form in that movie. They were all excellent performances. With it at this point, because I'm not a Kubrick. It's not that I dislike him. I'm just not one of these people that's purposely set out to watch all these movies. I've seen what I've seen. Who was he at this point? Had he done? 
Was he a rising star? Was this, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Was yeah. He, what was his standing in Hollywood before this movie? Was he kind of like, he must have been, because this is a long fucking time. Well, he, has he done 2001 A Space Odyssey no, at this no, point? No, that was after this. So he must have been a rising, this is still black and white, remember? Mm. So he, this was his last black and white film, yeah. So, so I done, assume he's still a rising star, maybe? Yeah. yeah. It's unusual to this film big budget after this. Yeah, that's what I mean. I've not seen. They're all in colour. The ones I know of. Yeah, yeah. It's just curious that they let him because this would have been isn't this controversial-ish material at the yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read the script and they denied any yeah. help whatsoever. Just like Independence Day, yeah. they knew too much. Ah, it's too close to the bone. Too close to the bone. And well, the fact that they changed. Remember, they changed their policy on on wing attack plan R of the film. They changed the policy. You know what? Has to be the president gives us authorization now. Yeah. We we can't afford that happening. It actually revealed a massive flaw in their yeah. system. So like, and it was a fairly big budget. If you've got a million pound, which all right, that might have been half of the budget. But if you can, if Peter Sellers is a top comedy actor at oh, the time, fuck yeah. you can give him a million pounds. It's a big. What I'm saying is that it's fairly big budget, ambitious, also controversial. But mainstream, it was released, it was a mainstream movie. It's pretty dark. Very dark. It's a black comedy, uh, certainly. Yeah, and, There's uh, parts where you do laugh, and but it's, it's more gripping than, and in than a way, funny. But it's stuff like, I didn't really notice at the time, I admit it didn't really dawn on me, so I read in the, uh, on the trivia on the IMDb, uh, the opening sequence of, because somebody remarked to Kubrick that like, all technology has a kind of a, uh, Sexual, yeah, element to it. So where's the, the penis going to something? So it's the yeah. So like the the jet planes refueling. Like the reason he went for that font on the credits while that stuff's happening and the nice music is to it's basically porn. It's sex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's machine sex. You know, even that's really subtle, hilarious that. comedy. No, really, like yeah, if you it think is, yeah. about it, it's yeah. like these big machines docking, yeah. and it's shot all romantically, yeah. and, like, and there's nice music and the fluffy font. Yeah, you know, yeah. This isn't a hard, serious film. This is, and then very quickly you're into nuclear threat of destruction. Yeah. And like, fucking interesting, man. Like, um, it's one of those ones that are on the list. You know, it's a classic. Without, I've never seen it, but I know it's a classic. It's Kubrick and Peter Sellers. Watched it today. It, this is pretty old by now. I'm shit at maths. But 1964, we're for, so we're uh, talking... Oh, God. Um, Mike, how old what? Is it? you're the science of 1964. How old is it now? Oh, it'll be 50-something. <laughs> 50-something years old. I've sat 55. there and watched it today. It still made me laugh out loud a couple of times. It all made perfect sense. Yeah. There were no references I didn't understand or anything like that. And it, all, it still held up. It didn't feel, you know, one of the things when you watch movies from the period, even the 70s or 80s now, we're so used to now hyper fast movies, you don't realise the edits. If you sit down, if you took two minutes of the most recent blockbuster movie, let's say Hobbs and Shaw. All right, okay. You take a two minute section of that movie and count the amount of times that the camera cuts to yeah, a different yeah, shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Any type of edit where the camera's moved to a different view or a different shot in a two minute period there'll be fucking dozens. It just whips in old films, to move the camera was very expensive because then you 
gonna move all the lighting and everything. Yeah, as well. yeah. The cameras are pretty big. Uh, big wooden things, big wooden case things. Right? Aren't it was a big deal. So scenes tend to be longer, and when we watch them with a modern uh, sort of eye, they seem fucking in, like they're in slow motion mm. kind of thing. Yeah. It's like fuck me, this movie's. It's just been two people talking. And the camera hasn't moved for like minutes. Yeah. But it is a time but when people actually had an attention span more than five seconds. That's very true. Yeah. And they were writing, you know, better quality scripts because they they didn't have pizzazz to tell the story with. That's you know, true. Yeah, yeah. Story and actors, a bit more like the theatre. But that we've just watched that today, and it didn't feel slow for a second. So at the time, it must have felt pretty cutting fucking edge, is what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. Because Sellers is playing more than one character and they're both on screen at the same time, it's yeah. back and forth, isn't it? So what, at one point he's strange love, and mm -hmm. there's obviously his double sat in the chair with a wig and it's one yeah. behind and he's playing the president part. Yeah. And then it's back to strange love and the president back of the president's head. Yeah. It, and I read in the trivia that there was a lot of cuts in that scene with the wandering Nazi arm because. Not out of a sort of artist, like a directing kind of motive. It was basically actors were cracking up. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got to get a little bit of it and cut before that dude there... Yeah, starts losing it. ...laughing, then cut back and go through, and it ended up giving this... But, like, that was a really long-winded me, winded way of me trying to say, basically, that this film isn't slow or... It just fucking holds it. It's a well-made fucking movie, yeah, yeah. man. I really enjoyed it. Have you ever seen one of the uh, one of the Peter Sellers Pink Panther movies where there's the yeah. farting in the lift? Yes, he's fucking never amazing. Seen that. Classic scene. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> he's so good, and you can see why. And do you know what? Do you want to know? I'm going to admit something really bad. I actually saw Steve Martin remakes with the Pink Panther. How many did you do with them? Just the one, or I think there was two. Maybe. Oh, wow. But I saw that before, and then was curious as to why there was so much for Raw. I'm thinking, well, this original one must have been pretty fucking good. And then that's how I became a bit into Peter Sellers. Mm, I've never seen him. Was went back and watched him. Like, oh, yes, he's a comedy fucking... Mm. Well, he's playing... Uh, I've seen a few of his films. He's playing the Frenchman. The and then he's, man, he's, he's the English... He's, he's the, the Englishman. Yes. <laughs> so the film being there, it was his last one. Mm. No, I don't think I've seen you, yeah. You've told me about yeah, this, but isn't that something weird about it? He's a gardener, it. and he becomes president. That's right, you said about that, yes. Yeah. And there's a lot oh, of Masonic symbolism in the film. That's it, that's why we were talking mm. about it. Yeah. Should we go back to the film? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were, we were, we were related. Yeah, he was related. Um, um, so the battle of the base is still raging. There's something that I think the budget might have let them down with this paying Peter Sellers that fifty-five percent was mm. a lot of repeated footage in the in the fights, mm. in the battle scene. But it still holds together well, it's done well. There it's, was also though, for one possibly the first time in a big Hollywood movie. Some handheld camera work. Yes, yes, but that could have been World War Two footage. No, 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 that was a Kubrick himself. Oh, was it? Holding, I read in the whether it's true or not. I read on IMDb today that uh, that was him. That was <coughs> excuse me. That was literally him doing handheld oh, camera wow. work. Awesome, which was very rare at the time. Yeah. Thing is, Rip, and then Rip says, I was first aware of the, the fluidization theory when um, doing the physical act of love, Mandrake. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave him my fluids and I felt depleted. And that's when I realised. <laughs> just on a lighter. Sorry, listener. Lighter, long you, cigarette. You've just heard five minutes of a lighter. <laughs> <laughs> so I refused to give in. 
Sorry, Ben. Uh, so the Air Force do surrender to the army, and Ripper's gutted. He's like, oh, I love those men like my own sons, and they let me down. <laughs> oh, where do I go from here? Yes, Mandrake would torture. Mandrake was a, he says, I was a prisoner of the Japanese, I build their railways, and, and he's like, did you crack under torture? So, well, no, they just didn't, they didn't torture me. There wasn't any means to it, they just beat me up because they liked to. The yeah. swines. And the swines, yeah. and... He says, I know I'm going to be tortured, I'm going to crack, I'm going to give the code away. And he's like, oh no, you just tell me the code, I'm your, I'm your number two, you can yeah. tell me. Be fine. He's, we'll fight them together. We'll fight them together like we did just then. You know, yeah, I was I holding the belt for you and you were shooting away. And, <laughs> I uh, was feeding you. I was feeding you, Jack, and you, you said, feed me, feed me, and I fed you, Jack. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> then he goes to the bathroom and he's like, oh, you have a wash, wash and a shave? Yes, wash and brush up, yes, yes. Oh, it helps a man feel great. Uh-huh. Oh, you're closing the door, are you? Are you Jack? Oh, how about you tell me the code and then you hear a single gunshot. Yes. And General Jack D. Ripper exits the film. Mm. But not before scrolling purity of essence and peace on earth all over the bathroom wall. Yeah. Bless him. He wasn't very well. No, he was not. <laughs> now, back in the bomber, they're still on target. There's a missile tracking it, so the, the Americans got the word to the Russian air defence and said, look, this is how you bring these things down. He scrambles, they scramble the anti-missile procedures and they do evasive action. Uh, it misses, but it still causes damage. The problem is it damages the co-transmitter. It can't receive anymore. Uh, also, no radio. Yeah. Ooh, not good. It, literally, that bomber is just about in the air. It's in, you know They've lost three engines. They're just a bit holding it up. We cut back to Mandrake. In the, in the Air Force base, and he realises that POE, as we said, Peace on Earth or Purity of Essence, is probably the code. And he's then confronted by P- Colonel Bacuano, <laughs> who's the leader, one of the leaders of the um, Airborne Division. Yeah, Bacuano. Bat shit. Bat shit. <laughs> yeah. um, and he's just like your stereotypical John Wayne, isn't he, yeah. really? Like, you're giving short answers like, oh, well, where's Ripper? He's dead. Do you shoot him? No, he killed himself. <laughs> Any evidence? Any witnesses? Well, no. You're wasting time. The bombers are like over Russia. We need to read on the recall codes. At the point where he's like, "Well, my my orders are to get General Ripper on the phone with the president." Well, aren't you? Mandrake's like, oh, he's number two. Mm. Get me on the phone with the president." Yeah. He's okay. Picks up a phone. Phone. No, no, nothing. No, it's been cut. Picks up the other phone. The wires gone. Oh, that's one of your army boys. No one shooting. <laughs> cutting on the phone lines. And he's like, "I've had enough of this. I'm taking it to the main gate." Yeah. He's like, oh no, no, the payphone, the payphone. He's, oh, I got, he's got no change. He's just about going, oh, do you, you got, have you got 25 cents? Whoa, <laughs> that made a really big noise. Sorry, listener. That was the cat, not the bong. <laughs> was it both? No, it was not. The, I had to stop the bong. Look at the spike. Yeah. Oh, well, it was, it was chest to the show, cat. Don't don't complain. He's got more right to live here than me and Gaz do. Never mind this. That my fucking eardrums <laughs> in the middle of a joyous bong, like my ears just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done to you, Chester? <laughs> cats, man. <laughs> so you should be used to ginger cats yeah, jumping out at you. Bless. Okay. That's sorry. why I have a horse. Dark he can't sleep <laughs> up on me. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't blow a bugle. Let me tell you. You do when you ride him. It's not him blowing the bugle. I'm the not dog. stupid. When you get in the saddle, it's you, a tactical harness. You grab the bugle from its holster, <laughs> attached to the side of the harness. 
<laughs> Tactical holster. <laughs> Let him sniff a jacket of some homeless person in your pants. <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> With your hunting rifle. <laughs> <laughs> He's too fucking lazy. Mike, you've you've seen him get as you haven't. He's too fucking lazy for that. He'd carry me about ten meters. He'd lie down. I didn't say he was a good. That's because you haven't been putting on a high vis suit. Would I need to wear a red jacket and hunting helmet? Ah, you'd be the one from your wardrobe. You've never seen my wardrobe, sir. How do you know? Unless you broke into my house. I could have been in there, watching. <laughs> That's creepy. It's my thing. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. That's just Everyone's got their thing. Yes. Was it good? Nobody's died. Was it good? He <laughs> wants to report my performance. <laughs> How would you rate my performance? E, sir. E? You failed. It's just like the astro-navigation exam. <laughs> but I didn't lie there saying I am a fish 500 times. <laughs> Did a funny little dance and fainted. <laughs> That's his foreplay. <laughs> oh my god, to have a sexual tyrannosaur. <laughs> I don't know what you were watching, it wasn't me. <laughs> it's a sexual tyrannosaur. My arms can't reach. <laughs> Please one thing, Cam. I'm a goddamn sexual Labrador. I just want to please my master. <laughs> back to the movie. Oh, yeah, back to the movie. And the bone. So the phones are out. So Mandrake's like 25 cents short. Washington won't pay the uh, for the reverse charge. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, please continue. It's like Darth Vader then. I thought he was here. <laughs> I was waiting for that lightsaber to flip on in the doorway. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, so he says to uh, Baguano, you know, shoot the coat machine out, there might be, shoot the lock. Well, if you're not sure, you have to owe the Coca-Cola company an explanation. <laughs> the almighty Coca-Cola. <laughs> They're probably more powerful than the US government at that point. <laughs> Even in jokes about it in 1964 were landing. Yeah, I mean, the almighty Coke Corporation. So they do, and he speaks to the president, but Obama's still out there. It can hit its target. At this point, it can hit its targets. It has to ditch a weather boat, a weather boat out in the sea. They can't get home if they ditch it in the sea next to a weather boat. Okay. Jump out. Um, but on the plus side, Major Kong says, we're flying so low, we can't be seen by their radar. <laughs> At this point, they still think it's fucking... What? It's yeah. warm. Eventually, they get the um, the OPE code, which is what it was, mm. and some of the bombers are drawn. The Russians claim four have been destroyed at this point, and the rest are withdrawn. So they're like, "Well, great, but we got one that hasn't received. We had a confirmation from one bomber." Sadly, as we mentioned, the bomber in question that we're following in the film, mm. its code machine is destroyed. Yeah, it's unlucky, isn't it? <laughs> Sucks. Premier Kissov gets on the phone, he says I still want to come to four, they admit it is they've shot down three, not four. Oh shit. So we've got one, but it's leaking fuel. It is leaking fuel, but this is it's gonna stop the doomsday machine. Mm-hmm. Like if it. it drops the bomb, that mm-hmm. thing kills the planet in ten months. Yeah. So the president gives them the targets of that specific bomber. The problem is that they because they're leaking fuel so badly. Major Kong decides, hey, we're going to have a target of opportunity. There's an ICBM plant not far away. We can still ditch. Mm. We'll be fine. So it approaches the target. 
and you're sticking with the bomber crew. It's the final bomb run. All the checks are completed. Safety's are released. They've set the altitude. Bomb door circuits are dead. Door won't open. Can't complete the mission. Kong orders a manual override. Blow the explosive bolts. One blow. Circuits are gone. So he goes to get the doors open himself. And there was two massive nuclear bombs just <laughs> hanging there like a pair of testicles smacking against one another <laughs> as that bomber judders its way to its target barely in the air and he sits astride one of them starts trying to hotwire the fucking Bombay door release which he does he's still straddling the nuclear device however when they approach the target and the pilot is saying where's Major Kong well the Bombay doors are open I'm going to drop the I'm going to drop the bomb and he does, and he goes down with the bomb, with his cowboy hat, oh, yeah. whooping his heart away, <laughs> waving that hat in the air, and that's riding how I want to go out, gentlemen. Riding it like a road. Riding it like a bucking bronco, and that's how I want to go out. <sighs> Why? Why the fuck not? <laughs> You're falling out of air and airplane. But what if I'm terminally ill? And they have to drop a nuclear weapon and I volunteer to ride it down yeah, to its you know, fantasy makes no sense. You know that nuclear bomb's going to kill probably millions of people? Yeah, That's what a fucking rush. What a rush. <laughs> Mate, you should try fucking ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's a lot better than dropping nukes, I imagine. I'm not, I've done... Have you ever ridden a nuclear bomb? Don't you? No, you haven't. You don't know it's not better than ecstasy. Fuck ton of ecstasy. So. And if I was terminally ill, I'm riding that. Are you going to drop a nuclear bomb? Can I, can I ride it down? That's a silly way to go. Why the fuck not? You could go in the arms of a ginger man on the street. <laughs> oh, Mike! Yeah. Remember earlier when I got stabbed and Mike nursed me to death? <laughs> you could go out like that. That's better than fucking up, clinging up. Plus, how, how long do you think you're going to stay attached to the bomb? As the long as my legs can... The plane, He's a cowboy, guys. He can ride a bucking bronco. He I can... imagine... So it's 2019, this is happening with a modern plane. The second you go out of the plane... You go like, you're sucked off the bomb into the turbine of the plane and you explode like a fucking bird. No, because the plane's already going over because you drop the bomb after you've passed the target. It's still going to suck. I think you'd much better to so go you're to go down. What's that place in Sweden where the terminal will go? Dignitas. Dignitas. Yeah. That'd be better than Switzerland. Riding a nuclear well, what about, bomb to your what about, death All right, let's compromise. What, you're what about if I go to Dignitas... Mm. And the last thing I see is some video they made of me riding a nuclear bomb down oh, okay. to its target as they inject me. All right, they can play you the video. Yeah. All right, we could. I'll share it on your Facebook after your death. Thanks. I promise. If you say, "Oh, you might die before me." Oh yeah, it's a nuke. Let's go to Dignitas. <laughs> <laughs> could we just pause it for a second? Yes. I'm going to Dignitas. So, then, Strange Love, we go back to the war room, and Strange Love comes up with a plan. Recommends taking shelter in deep mines. This is where his wondering hand syndrome kicks in. <laughs> One of the funniest bits as well. Yes. Recommends taking shelter in deep mines for at least 100 years. We can have nuclear reactors to power things. We'll breed animals and slaughter them. We'll have greenhouses to grow food. We'll take 700,000 down there. We'll look at youth, health, fertility, intelligence and skills. Top government and military men breed profusely, of course. You know, we'll... I'll play you them. In a ratio of 10 to 1. Yeah, 10 females to each male. And in 20 years, we'll get the population back to where it is now. Be fine. 
the Air Force guys like, yeah, we need to do it. There's yeah. a mine shaft. There's gap. a mine shaft gap, and of course, because monogamous relate, and the president doesn't isn't the president asked this question. So monogamous relationships, they'd have to be sort of cancelled, wouldn't they? Because you know, ten women to each man. Men are expected to breed profusely. Mm. And strange of course, he's like, oh, of course, because he's German. We yeah. should point that out. He's a former Nazi. I think it's a nod to Project Paperclip. 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 Absolutely. Or did they that. not know then? <coughs> Maybe there was They must have known. I heard it became sort of public knowledge in the 90s, didn't it? Yeah, but I imagine that even so, Werner Von Braun working at NASA has been a giveaway in it. And they must have known known what he'd been up to in the war. That's a clear nod to Mm. isn't it? Has to be. Yeah. But honestly, the women would be... Because there's ten women to one man, and the men have got this duty to reproduce and make, make rebuild the nation, only the sexiest women will go down there. Mm. Only the women, the women are based purely on looks. Excellent. And I, don't, I think uh, General Turgis is thinking, I can still take my secretary <laughs> at that point. That's yeah. the way these psychopaths think. Of course it is. Yeah. So they're just thinking, hmm, 700,000 people. So what's that? One in 10 are women? So there's, what, 7,000 men to... 93,000 women. I like them. Or however many. Well, numbers. Yeah, 10, well, whatever. Times that way, whatever. I don't care, there's maths, I don't do maths. <laughs> and there's a mine shaft gap, and then all of a sudden, Dr. Strange Love can walk. <laughs> my Fuhrer, I can <laughs> Excuse walk. Excuse me, my Fuhrer, I can walk. And the film cuts to the bomb going off, and therefore the Doomsday Machine kicking in. Yes, it plays. What song was it? Vivalin, yeah. we'll meet yeah. again. Which they drag her out every year, every D-Day celebration. They drag Vera Lynn out to uh, sing that, and even though they keep her in a cupboard pickled in gin nowadays, they still drag her out to fucking sing that song. Uh, I like the Johnny Cash version. He did do very good covers. I'll give him that. No one. No one. Yeah, excellent. So yeah, what do you think of the film then, lads? Was my pick. So I'm interested. I like it. I think it's a classic. I first yeah, watched I it, it when I was a teenager, I think, and then I haven't watched it again until I watched it last week when you mentioned it. Well, I've got it on DVD, so I it's a bit of a, a drunken drunken film for me. Yeah, man. So I watched it for the third time today, and I love it. I think it's great. I yeah. think it's thoroughly deserving of its 8.4. Yeah. And it's also ranked number 39 on AFI's list of 100 greatest American films. There you go. Yeah. I think even Rotten Tomatoes gives it a massive score yeah. as well. So yeah, I love it. I think it's um, the satired view of what was happening at the time put onto the screen for a mainstream audience. Because it's like, there were these... Lo- I mean, when, when General Turgis was like, oh yeah, 10 to 20 million dead tops, so we'll take out 90% of their missiles in our first wave. Let's just send them in now. And you're like, well, no, this is... The president, fortunately, is, is a sane person. Mm. He's like, well, no, we... I'm going to lose 20. I'm going to go down as the biggest mass murderer since Hitler. Yeah, exactly. That's, well, oh, the general has a, a comeback to that, though, doesn't he? He's like, don't think about your... Uh, yeah, you don't think about your historical your place. place. In <laughs> mm. But what was the thing we covered where a misunderstanding led to us being a few minutes away from... Uh, it's been a few times. Well, yeah, there's been quite a few times. So that was obviously something that people were thinking. It was in the zeitgeist. And like, you know, Kubrick had read a book, hadn't he, that this was... Red Alert, it was Um, called, yeah. So people had sat there and thought about it and considered, because it must have been, 
I mean, Actually, I, I suppose you... we're blasé about it now because nukes have been there all our lives. But if you were, if they came along and you were around that age and they were a new thing and like all these, you know, this mutually assured destruction yeah. thing and all that, you, you must it must have been on people's minds and like. Uh, of course, I bet, it was. Look at yeah, threads. People obsessed over. Yeah, them. and that was in Britain. Exactly. Oh, right. I it's worse. Isn't it? In the US. See, I was quite curious. I asked my dad. I said, "Well, all right, you were you were born in '47, so '63. You were still quite reasonably young. Cuban Missile Crisis. What were you thinking at the time?" He goes, "No, nah, never really paid it too much attention." I was like, "Oh right." Well, then we didn't when we were teenagers. No, if you ask me now, but that's, that's the, the Cuban mi- yeah, boy, that's the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah. That's the closest. Thing. It must have been all over the news. The day I started giving a fuck. Really about those things, about de- about politics, about when I started reading Michael Moore and all that. Nine eleven. Nine eleven. It was literally the day that all that happened, and I can't be the only one. There must be millions yeah. of people. Yeah. Like that. Because we were what in two thousand and one. Oh, eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, so around eighteen. 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 From yeah. you, I was still in college. I hadn't gone to uni yet. I was still at college. I was I was working. It was a mm. September, remember? So I I left college. I'd gone to work. That yeah. was it. I was still at college. I never stayed up all that night, watched it, and I think from that point on, that's when I started giving up. Because right up until that point, I'd been fairly. My biggest concerns were like that girl doesn't like me, and I really like her. At 18, 19, I really wasn't fucking worrying about global politics, I don't think, until 9-11. I really didn't give a shit. I was into my music. All my politics was through music. Yeah. Uh, That was the only way I was aware of it, really. And then, yeah, 9-11 comes along and I'm obsessed with it. So, that's a big ramble. So, maybe I can understand why your dad... I should ask my dad. I imagine he would be exactly the same. What do you think of shit that was going on at the time? Well, I didn't because there was rugby and this girl called Sheila... Or whatever, do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's the same as I couldn't tell you about the first Gulf War. I can. I don't know fuck all about it. Yeah, I think we were like, was there. You stayed up all night watching it. <laughs> yeah, That's the yeah. second one. Um, the first time I remember watching, do you know why I remember watching it? Because on a Sunday morning. Pride. No, on a, <laughs> on a Sunday No, I was like. Oh man, I was like eight or nine. Mm. We were eight or nine, weren't we? Eight. Or seven even. I remember watching it because the um, the Disney Club wasn't on on Sunday morning. The ground war started. That's how I remember it. That's Ben's origin story. <laughs> Disney Club is cancelled today. Here, watch some fucking service to air missiles. <laughs> Before that moment, Ben was a happy joining the toilet. Carefree. Skipping around the garden. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to teach the world to sing. Hello, we're a bad co watch this. No, 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 it wasn't. It was a. Disney Club time. Uh, no, no, no. I can't wait for Disney Club. I had a TV in my room. Disney Club's cancelled! Whoa! <laughs> I had a TV in my room. I had a TV in my room. I turned it on. See, I couldn't see you wanking after all the war. I was nine. I wasn't even nine. 83 to 91, I was seven, eight, I was eight, and a TV in my room, I turned on the TV for Disney Club Sunday morning, mm. and the ground war had started, I remember watching the and news. you had your first sexual thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watching those M1 Abrams go across 
Yeah. He had his first twinge. <laughs> watching those watching those M1A watching those M1 Abrams go across the oh, desert. Have you those Challenger ones far and across in Schwarzenegger's classic. His parents didn't see that classic, weekend. Schwarzenegger's <laughs> classic left hook attack into the Iraqi Republican guard wow. flank. Have you ever wow. shown him the Bill Hicks bit about the missiles? I showed him some Bill Hicks. Maybe. Have maybe you ever not? seen the bit, the bit Ben where he's like he's doing an impression of the generals in the gold? I have war. seen that bit. Yeah. yeah. What, what's this one do? Yeah, Boom. They've got all this shit and they've got a catalogue and they're literally like, well, let's try that one then. Yeah. Literally what you've just described. And that yeah. all ties into your first erection. Wow. <laughs> million piece jigsaw just fell into place. <laughs> You've been quite psychoanalytic of me this episode. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to help. You're my life coach, I'm your psychiatrist. That does not That's work in any yeah, relationship. Yeah, you can't have, yeah, I can't yeah, life coach yeah. you if you're my psychiatrist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the play. If you get I don't know the ethics of a psychiatrist doing a bong before you psychoanalyze. <laughs> That's also a massive point. Fuck you. If you went to a psychiatrist and he did a bong first, you'd be like, oh, this one's all right. Yeah, as long as he's <laughs> passed it to me. Yeah, as long as he's not asleep. <laughs> yeah, but all he's got to do is... Or if he shushes you, he shushes you. You're talking about, like, some deeply traumatic things. He's like, shh. Listen to this bass line. <laughs> <laughs> you just pour your heart and he just gets up and goes for munchies. In the <laughs> so it's going to be yeah, I'm listening, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a packet of frazzles on the go. <laughs> Fucking oh, hell. No, no, that's the joke. Think about it, really. I think if you went to a therapist and you both sparked up a joint and sat on a nice couch together with a nice cup of coffee, it could be fucking amazing. Yeah. It, could yeah. be. it could actually be amazing. If it was, you know, the right psychiatrist who could handle his shit. Maybe right. if you both did DMT. <laughs> no, because no, so so Did you see the aliens made of knowledge as well? Yes, they had fucking theories for bones. Ah, things I can't explain. Yeah, see, someone's got to be in control. <laughs> You're Otherwise, supposed to be the professional. My fucking doctorate didn't cover this. <laughs> Otherwise, you both end up naked, setting the office on fire. <laughs> It was a cloud consciousness made of light particles. <laughs> Called Derek, I don't know. I know someone that had acid once, and when he came to, he noticed that he'd thrown all of his knives up into the ceiling. <gasps> Fucking hell. Uh, I would uh, think they just fell back down and <laughs> killed him. could have done. Death. Am I thinking acid trip or poltergeist yeah. at that point? <laughs> what do I come round and think? Because if I've got no memory of that, I'm th- oh, am I thinking poltergeist? Oh, like I have a deep-seated psychosis that I'm not aware of. <laughs> what if I've drawn something on the ceiling to throw the knives into? Oh, no, a childlike drawing. <laughs> <laughs> creepy Satan words. He told me another time when he went to a black gospel church. <laughs> on acid? On acid. <laughs> wow. That could either be amazing or horrific. Yeah, he said it was amazing. Oh, there you go then. I'm glad it worked out. He said he felt a bit out of place. (laughs) (laughs) Because he was white. Well, it's not because he was on fucking acid, like, no, it's all because you're white, mate. It's not because you're fucking. Literally, the fabric of your mind is folding in on itself. (laughs) I bet they still made him feel welcome. He said he had a great time. Exactly, there you go. All you got to do is clap in time. You'll be fine, I imagine, and say, Jesus, I love you. Right, let's so, wrap up Dr. So we all loved it then, yeah? Yeah, it was yeah, fucking but, great. Yeah. Awesome. Peter Sellers, comedy genius. Let's do weird news. Woo! Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. 
So uh, what we got first, Mike? Mike Tyson admits he spent more than 30k a month on cannabis. Lucky him. Holy fucking yeah. shit. Yeah. Boxing legend Mike Tyson has discussed his heavy use of cannabis and admitted to smoking around 10 tonnes of weed every month. I think he's <laughs> fucking taking the piss. I don't know, man. I think it's possible. 10 tonnes? What does he do? Just throw on the fire? Well, like, if you're uh, a millionaire with no job, you'd smoke... Fucking joints as thick as He's grown it himself. He's got a fucking weed yeah, farm. Yeah, he's setting up a weed uh, resort. Yeah. We well, he went to that weed festival, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. We covered it on the show, and it's, like yeah. it's going to be a permanent thing, a weed resort. Yeah. Ten tonnes. I mean, that's a lot of weed to smoke. Sure is. Oof. And that's metric tonnes. That's kilograms. Oh, Tyson, now 53, was speaking on his hot boxing podcast... I'll give you a shout out, Tyson. You give me a shout out. It was a uh, hot boxing. Listen to it. <laughs> That's what I want you to say. It. Why do you think I want you to say it? <laughs> you do realise you're taking the mick out of Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah, he's was. too stoned to fight, mate. Yeah, I got point. No, he's he's too stoned. He's only got to land one, mate. Yeah, he won't get off the couch. You could like literally slap his mum and be like, hey. And you're 10 tons a fucking month, yeah. That's what I'm saying to her. Hey, man, that's really bad. You're probably fucking him my mum. I bet he's watched everything on Netflix. <laughs> he's seen all the conspiracy videos he knows the moon landing was fake now he's seen fucking every YouTube video uh, he's speaking on his hot boxing podcast and also revealed he has plans for marijuana marijuana themed resort which Tyson go. himself has called the Lollapalooza of Cannabis Woo. speaking on the podcast his co-host Eben Britton the former NFL offensive tackler Tyson said what do we smoke a month? Is it 40,000 a month? It's 40, yeah? 40,000 a month. We smoke 10 tonnes of weed at the ranch a month, added Britain. So that's not just them, is yeah. it? That's got to be everyone working that's on the his ranch. crew. Yeah. So there's, might, there might be like, I don't know, 50, 60 people working yeah. on that ranch in shifts. I'm going to say that's still a lot. It's still a lot, <laughs> but I thought Tyson was smoking it himself at the start. That's why I threatened to slap his mum. <laughs> now I know he's not smoking 10 tonnes of weed personally. I retract that statement. <laughs> Stick us a shout out, Mike. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Fucking great champion. <laughs> Although Bruno should have had you the second time. Oh, Frank. Uh, I had no killer instinct, Frank. That's a problem. He was too nice. Bless him. So, yeah, Mike Tyson smokes a lot of weed. No Rocky Balboa moment for him. Well, let's be honest. He ain't coming back to fight fucking AJ, is he? Let's be honest. Smoking $40,000 worth of weed a month is better than raping women and biting people's ears off. Very true. So, uh, I wonder if he took his We don't have to say allegedly because he is a convicted rapist. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah. I hope he stuck his pigeons, though. He used to have a white tiger. I don't think he keeps. No, he used before. to. When he was a kid, he used to uh, keep pigeons. It was his calming thing. No, because he found out he could punch when room. some dude killed his favourite pigeon, uh-huh. and that's when he found out he could punch. Well, what's next? Bless him. Trump's new tariff target list. Right. Flags in, Bibles out, frog meat delayed. Why are Bibles oh, wow. out? <laughs> You'll find out. Yeah. 
Frog meat is among the many items imported from China that had been facing tariffs in a few weeks, but now the tariffs are delayed until December. Mm -hmm. The stock market soared Tuesday on news that the Trump administration is postponing some tariffs on Chinese imports this fall, sparing popular consumer items such as cell phones and laptops till after the Christmas shopping season. How convenient, Black uh, Tuesday, mm, or Black Monday, Friday. whatever it's called. It's almost as if it's all manipulated from above. Strange, that, isn't it? Mm. It's only a partial reprieve, though. Other Chinese imports will still be hit with a 10% tariff on September the 1st, as scheduled. And the shops will knock that off anyway, for the, for the sales, won't they? The administration reportedly was guided by which products could easily be obtained outside China, but there were still some head-scratches on the tariff list. Okay, so oh, well. these products are among the $112 billion worth of Chinese imports facing a 10% tariff. First one is incredible, yeah. reader. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. American flags. <laughs> the US imported more than $6 billion worth of American flags from China last year. All right. Oh. So who's Make paying? America great again, my wow. fucking ass. Oh, and his hat's made it to the yeah, USA as China. well. Yeah. <laughs> Six? How many flags is that? That's mind-boggling. We're not talking. We're talking six billion dollars. That is a fucking supervillain ransom, how many right? People? Of flags, yeah. just flags. And how much of those flags? How much of those? We think it goes nuts over here when the World Cup's on, and every cunt's got a flag flying from his car. We say that every day over there. It's, that's it. It's like continual World Cup. I mean, let's say a flag costs, I don't know, $5 tops. Ben, they call their national championships the world championships. Like in baseball, yeah. In fucking all of the sports, as far as I know, like, you're surprised they spent six billion on flags. Well, why aren't they making the flags in America and boosting their economy by six billion? Because you can make more money by outsourcing it to China. Yeah, but even if it's like four billion after profit... After all, profit costs. is all that matters to these people. You know yeah. this. Yeah, well, you can boost your economy like four billion. Well, yeah, but that ain't gonna happen, is it? Because the businesses own the politicians. They're not gonna say it's gonna, gonna cost you. Yeah. Well, fuck gonna... the system. So you gotta pay because if you build that factory, that's the problem. That's if you have why that factory in America, you've got to pay. American democracy has been captured by corporate, corporate interests. interests. Let's not and let's not forget the military-industrial <laughs> complex. Yeah, and that. How many American flags are bought by the U.S. military? That's an interesting question. Mm. Well, because it's remember, it's let's say the the guy goes into Walmart. Your average American bloke in a pickup truck goes into Walmart, pays like tops three to five dollars for an American flag. Yeah. Now the U.S. military is a government organization. They don't care what money they're spending. They'll spend a million dollars on a missile, a billion dollars on a missile. They always spend twenty dollars on that flag. Well, there you go. What's so their money they're spending? Is it? They don't care. Yeah. Well, isn't the only thing ski and snowmobile, 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 snowmobile gloves, nuts yeah. in shell, black and white pepper, human hair unworked. Wow. An additional 160 billion worth of Chinese imports will be spared a tariff until December the 15th to avoid hitting holiday sales. These include prepared or preserved frog meat. Who's eating that? Ice hockey gloves. <laughs> shelled nuts, salt and pepper dispensers made of plastic, human hair. Fashioned into wigs or false beards. Oh, so you're telling <laughs> me that beards. you're telling me that Donald Trump, with his famous wig, has now put excuse the tariffs on on human hair. 
Fastening to wigs. That's the thing, though. I don't so think... Trump's getting his hair from China, yeah. basically. I, I don't is that what we can say? His isn't a wig, though. I think it's some. It's a mental creation of. Yeah. It's like the, it's the most elaborate comb over you've ever seen. Well, He's bald as a coot. See, like, I always said like Steve McLaren, young. the old England manager, had the most intricate series of comb overs because yeah. he's got the island and he sort of swerves mm. over Trump. It's a close one thing. <laughs> It's a very complex structural engineering. If only he could build buildings as well as he built his hair. Yeah, or run casinos as well as he yeah. makes his hair. Maybe he spent all his time making his hair. Casinos famous for um, constantly making money forever. No, th- those ones, no. The ones that the lost Trump all their money. Run. The oh, Trump ones. That's weird. The ones where he opened five in Las Vegas at the same time and that's weird, they all made a loss. Mm-hmm. And he sold them at a loss and then he went bankrupt for... One of his four times. That one. Must have been really shit casino. It must have been, because I've never heard of a fucking casino go out of business, have you? <laughs> right. And some Chinese imports were dropped from the tar- tariff target list altogether, including Bibles. Wow. <laughs> China is the number one source of imported Bibles and other prayer books. Radioactive elements, isotopes and compounds, frozen cod had a consumed fillets. Really? Now, really, if you really wanted to turn... If you're America and you really want to turn your economy round, you should really put that 10% tariff on Bibles and maybe some kind of tax on organised religion. Fuck it, put Because they're making, like... They're making a fuck ton of money. But NAFTA moved all the companies abroad. Yeah. That's why you got the Russian... Is it NAFTA or NAMBLA? NAFTA. Oh, NAMBLA's a completely different thing. American Free Trade Agreement. Yeah. Like the, um, TPP. Yeah. So yeah, Bibles are alright, they're not getting taxed. Well they should be. Yeah, damn right. Make a lot of money. They should have a bullshit tax attached to them. I'd like that. Yeah, we'd be, nice. be out of fucking business though. <laughs> 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 alright, what's the next one then? Okay. This is the Sunday sport. Gaz. Thanks, guys. <laughs> You're nearest the screen. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Computer nerd wanked into beans at the staff canteen. Wow, what a cunt. Sunday Sport exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> That's an exclusive. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Herbert, who spunked into the beans at his work's canteen, told a court he was fed up of being teased by colleagues for being a, quote, computer nerd. Bespectacled Graham Bovis was caught by shocked canteen staff with his trousers around his ankles, furiously masturbating into the tray of beans. They were to be warmed up for that day's shepherd's pie lunch at the Birmingham engineering firm, which cannot be named for legal reasons. A member of the canteen staff screamed as 27-year-old Bovis Cuffed, coughed his filthy cock yogurt. (laughs) (laughs) Into into the Paulson tomato sauce treat. Cops were called to the premises and unmarried Bovis was arrested and charged with a serious sexual offence. But this was later amended to outraging public decency. Defending himself in court, Bovis admitted the offence. He told the bench that his mind had become, quote, temporarily unhinged by bullying from colleagues from outside his IT department 
that led him to committing a shocking offence. The court heard from the canteen staff member who had discovered Bovis masturbating into the beans. The woman who cannot be named told the court that the sign of the Tubby Tugger's antics will be, quote, with me forever. <laughs> <laughs> Adjourning sentencing for reports, the chair of the bench told Bovis that had anyone in the canteen eaten his spunk, he would be looking at an immediate custodial sentence for his disgusting crime. Bovis will be sentenced next month. <laughs> and there's a picture of him in a caption just says, tossing. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday sport, no lecture down. We'll have some more them later. I actually think this is top class journalism. <laughs> Alright then. Well, that's the news for this week, yeah. isn't it? Yep. Indeed, so full Alex. Never go full Alex. Never go full Alex. Would you like to explain to yes. the dear listener? Basically, Mike finds us, a couple of random weirdos on the internet, who he pits against the arch saint of insanity himself, Saint Alex Jones. Because remember, it's alright to go a little bit, Alex. Quarter Alex. Half Alex. Three quarters Alex on a train. Mm. But never, ever go full Alex. Were you trying to get crazy with this, eh? Don't you know I'm local? So who's up first, Mike? Okay, first up. The Prophet, Firefighter Prophet oh, Matt Taylor. Last time winner. Yeah. Says Representative Maxine Waters is activating Satan's pastors against Trump. Wow. Wow, that's a bold statement to make. It certainly is. Let's talk about here Maxine Waters. Um, we all talked about this, uh, what, last week when um, your head intercessor, Melissa Leggett, mentioned that she really thought, and after I reread it, I was like, wow, she is calling the sleeper cells of the church yes. for a riot. It was code. It was code. Yeah, absolute code. And I'm going to read it and yeah. so that they can uh, see it themselves. Um, Trump, you called the El Paso shooting an act of cowardice. Trump, you're a coward. You could use the bully pulpit to yeah. stop these horrific mass shootings, but you continue racist attacks on Americans. And I, I'll tell you what, that the racist attacks are all coming from them. You know, whatever you spew out, you know, that saying, um, they say, oh, well, whoever is blaming you for one thing over and over and over again, they're actually doing it, you know? Right. And, um, but I, I thought that was spot on when Melissa said that in regards to the activation. Absolutely, and I, I'm sitting here taking bullet points here where you guys are talking. I'm not being rude here because if I don't write it down, I'm going to forget it. <laughs> this goes along. She's activated. What were the words she used? Bully pulpit, mm-hmm. which means this is what the Lord told me the other day. This goes along with <laughs> uh, the, um, uh, what was, uh, the hordes of chaos. Remember. can't remember what the Lord said. Right now. I had two prophetic occurrences that happened to me. Uh, one was my family member. One was a good friend of mine, uh, and it was... The hordes of chaos, the Lord told me, the hordes of chaos have been released on the <laughs> earth right now. So we need to be praying to bind all this. Uh, you know what I mean? Since civil war in the enemy's camp, uh, division in the enemy's camp, uh, all that. Now, he also told me Satan's pastors have been activated. Come on, <laughs> yes. Satan's pastors have been activated. Now, it's the first time I'm releasing this, by the way, publicly, I believe. So, uh, 
this, this what she's saying, the bully pulpit, she's activating Satan's pastors to begin bullying from the pulpit. <laughs> bullying the president, bullying uh, those with illegal immigration, bullying those with the, the border. It's about all about activating. Look, the Lord has told me that the devil is coming back for his dues right now. Did she actually look at her face? Was this the camera angle? Like the left, her left eye looked like green, like massively green. Uh, I wasn't looking. I think it's just, just the glare from the. Yeah, maybe eyes. she's got glasses on. Yeah, just look weird. Like she had the lens of her glasses greened out for some reason. So what? Maybe she always just sees an extra three D. Basically, God's told him that Satan's hordes have been released. Yeah, and that um, the bully pulpit. Oh yeah, don't bully Donald Trump. Don't bully Donald Trump. The world's Trump. biggest, the guy who literally looked at a disabled man in the front row and went, Ugh! and told the fat guy to lose weight. In front of the world's weight. media. <laughs> and recently yeah. told a fat guy to lose weight even though he was actually a Donald Trump supporter. Oh man. Well, I, do, I genuinely don't think he's going to run in 2020. I think he'll pull out. I think he knows he's going to get spanked. Or assassinated. No, just spanked. I'm not so sure, mate. I'm not so sure. Still got forty three percent approval. You can, you can get that up in time. Well, we'll see. He can't get nothing. Up. <laughs> <laughs> right, who's next? Is he pumped full of young blood and Viagra? <laughs> oh, like true. a combination of the adrenochrome, yeah. adrenochrome, eighteen year old blood, and Viagra. That's what, that's what's running through his bloodstream right now. Adrenochrome. That's the name of my next album. Okay. What the, yeah. Oh, it's this fucking it's, geezer. It's Coach Dave. Oh, so Dave Downmeyer says that bigot is the new N-word. I'm going to guarantee you he probably says the N-word at some point in this little rant. So we will apologise in advance. Should he say it, he probably will. Oh, let's be honest. Now listen, folks. I learned this. I saw I saw this play, plain as can be. Bigot is the new N-word. Bigot. They don't call us N-words, they call us bigots. They, they, they had the... Can you imagine them saying to black people, you're not welcome here? Is that, isn't, isn't that bigotry? Isn't that bigotry? Yeah, we had some guy chanting, go back to Alabama. Go back to Alabama. You tell me that's not bigotry? You tell me that's not racism? But see, they can throw the word bigot out there, and bigot is a socially accepted word. Oh, if they called, what? They called homo, homo. Oh, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. You yell, oh, nigger, nigger. Oh, no, 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 you can't told do you. that. Told bigot. you to say it. Christian, bigot. They can do that. Do it all day. Everybody applause. Bigot, bigot. Well, the thing is, Dave, you are a bigot. That's, that's the issue. You don't like black people. You don't like homosexuals. You, you don't like anything that doesn't put the Christian church as... What is your view of the Christian Church at the top, very top of the uh, country that has the most nuclear weapons in the world and is not afraid to use them? Should your regime get into power? Because they'll just consider it the wrath of God. Uh, yeah, so Dave, you are a bigot, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you can. Yeah, you are. It's that's where they're shooting at here. Bit of giveaway. Bit of a giveaway. I know that um, Trumpy Baby this week has said that Antifa might be declared a terrorist organisation. Good. When it's not actually an organisation, it's just a bunch of people who don't like fascists who show up to protest it. I'd call that an organisation. It's not that simple. No, no, because it's a choice. You're either a fascist or you're not. 
you're either against them or you're for them. It's the dark. It's, it's the. It's the. Um, yeah, I'm against them. I'm, I'm not. I'm, it's a I'm lot more complicated than that. No, it's a dark side of the light side. I'm not no, for using not. violence. So no. I'm actually anti antifa. Yeah, exactly. Me too. No, Me and Mike are in I'm the sorry. Same you want to break an omelet? You got eggs and eggs. You want to make an omelet? You got bricks and eggs. Yeah, but you're wrong. You so become the fascist though. You become what you hate. These people understand one language. Oh, these people. That's what I mean. Spoken like a true fascist. So <laughs> maybe I could get in charge of anti for general. Yeah, but you say these people. These people are our neighbours, our friends, our co-workers. You're they're like allowed cunts, to aren't fucking, they? They're allowed to. They're vote. clearly cunts. What? Uh, whatever. Look. If, if you're demonising them. Tyranny is the removal of nuance. Fuck me, so, guys. So to sit there and go, it's black or white. You're with them or against them. That's uh, bollocks. Yeah, I'm not saying like that. <laughs> I mean, that was the, the, the intention. It wasn't a direct impression of it. It was like a very intensely complex, nuanced situation that can't be summed up in a, you're either a fucking Nazi or you're not. Yeah. Like, oh, God. And are they even Nazis? I'm not calling them Nazis. Oh, all right. You voted for the other side of me, Nazi. Oh, you didn't like my tweet, Nazi. No, 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 Oh, no, God, no, it just no, gets yes, bandied about to the point where it, it doesn't does. fucking mean anything anymore. It's lost think all of it, fucking think meaning. Think of it as a rebranding. Nazi, <laughs> Nazi, Nazi. It's a rebranding. Blah, blah, Nazis, blah, blah, Nazis blah. passe now. It's alt-right. Oh, They've rebranded. It's ridiculous. Al-Qaeda rebranded, you know. You could technically call them neo-Nazis. You could do. If they had the same ideology. But it's all the awesome if they were building, if they were building giant <laughs> ovens and like bussing people to their deaths, didn't come in straight away, like, did it? That's when they got but, into power. But instead, like they're just voting for the opposite side to you. No, no, that's not right. Because yeah. they, some of them might they, be not a bit in 1933, they were took shit, power. They weren't. Them. Didn't immediately start building ovens. It came gradually. No, I, don't, I think that's all hyperbole. I think that like I don't buy any of it. You deny the Holocaust now? I mean, <laughs> no, comparing. Modern day, it's no, exact opposite. It's exact opposite of denying the Holocaust. I think comparing modern day America to anything around uh, no, Nazi right. Germany is ridiculous. It's hysterical, no, no. childish, right teenage girl pant wetting bullshit. I'll be honest. No. I think you're both a bit right and gas. You'd be surprised that the similarities. Yeah, but it's not though, is it? I know what you're saying. And it I, didn't all kick in immediately. It took time. There's no mass murder going on like that. Like, not you know, yet. Oh, that's where they want it to end up. I don't think. I think that they're dehumanising you to the situation. I think, no, I think that's dehumanising. That's you're using that as an excuse to say, oh, that's where they're going to go. Like, so the the, the opposition. Well, the signs are, are there. Yeah, that's it's possible, mate. The signs it are there. It's, it's exactly the same playbook. So shut them down with violence. No. And don't let them have a say. That's what because Ben it says. Could I don't agree with that. See, so I'm not. I'm that's disagreeing why, with both of you. There, about I guess. The nuance, you see. <laughs> There's so much. It is. It is complicated. We're Where's still the doing the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, I fucking hate both sides of the equation. Not hate. That's too strong of a word. No, no, hate's quite soft nowadays. Just like mega, mega loathe. Can't be asked of any of it. Anyway, what's next in the fucking game it's Alex, show? Isn't it? Oh, here he comes. Alex Jones on nugget porn. Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. Nugget porn, never heard of it. Well, we're about to. Yep, absolutely. 
Because you're not, it's not trendy anymore to just cut your genitals off or whatever. And so there's a big trend. It's been around in the, quote, gay community for 30 years. Mexico actually legalizes it. Mexico's very liberal. So it's a big colony down in southern Mexico where men want to be helpless. So they have their arms and legs amputated. And Mexico will do it. I saw a documentary at South by Southwest about 15 years ago on they call them nuggets. Is it nuggets? <laughs> nuggets. You, you, nugget porn. So arms and legs cut off, and then you live in a box. <laughs> and then you're dependent on the man, and then people come and torture you. So, like, 50 men have sex with you, arms and legs, and then you just love it. Because, I mean, I mean, what type of... Folks, I'm not joking. And I don't want to tell you this type of stuff because your brain hasn't been assaulted by it, but I'm forced to research this, okay? Forced. And I was just given an all-pass this media, like 15 years, and I'm like, what's this? And I, go, I walked out of it. It was like them having their arms and legs cut off. Part of the documentary started with people shooting each other with guns in Dallas. And again, it was gay guys, because it's so liberal to have the wounds. And so he goes, I love you, because I love you too. Shoots him with like a 357 Magnum under the arm, blood blasts out. He goes, ugh. He goes, have sex with me, it's so awesome. Oh, it's so liberal. I mean, they're like shooting each other, chopping arms and legs off meat <laughs> I mean, it's like Hellraiser's pulling rivals out. <laughs> you ever seen Event Horizon where they go into a black hole and tell? And they see film with the crew once they enter hell, they're just pulling their eyeballs out. And the Aztecs did that. The priests would do that for themselves. <laughs> they finally get to the point where they just rip their eyeballs out, chop their genitals off, and just start stabbing themselves, going, William Serpent, kill me! Ah, oh, Satan! And, 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 and that's it. <laughs> Shoving guns on their arms. Ah, liberal! Just give us your children, give us access to your children. Think I'm joking? You've seen the video. Um, we're coming to groom your children. Get, and now the drag queen story time, the children ride horsey on the men's bulging pants. And the mothers go, mmm, because it's so demonic. They're like, oh, it's so pleasing to get my two-year-old to a man in a clown outfit for them to ride their crotch. See how it works? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. And so that's it. That's where we're going. They put all this in movies because these Satanists are really doing this and they want to show you what they're doing. You understand? Now you understand. See how it works? The skin, Joe, the skin. You really want to be part of that? You want to be with these guys forever? No thanks. Yeah. I'll go with the big guy. I like family and children and space bases and building new worlds. I want to go there. I want to sit around and be a Honorable decent person. I don't want to rip my eyeballs out and chop my genitals off the meat cleaver. <laughs> it's liberal. Oh, for children, maybe. Uh, oh, well, he's one there. So, all liberal people want to... Have nugget sex. ...cut their arms and legs out for kids because they're liberal. Not deeply psych psychosexual, psychotic... No, no. ...deeply troubled humans. Nope, nope. Voted Democrat. <laughs> so, who be, who's up first? It's uh, the prophet, isn't it? Yep. He says that God, no, Satan has unleashed the hordes of hell. Right, well, he was pretty crazy. Mm, but no. Not, not as crazy as Alex. No, Pat. Um, Rick Waters is just a bigot. Coach Dave. <laughs> Coach Dave, sorry, yeah. yeah. Coach Dave is just a bigot, isn't he? He just wanted an excuse to shout the N-word. He did, yeah. yeah. I, I told you, you that happened. It. I called it. You called it. So, yeah, uh, he's just a bigot. And I think Alex is the most insane this week. <laughs> <laughs> just a bit. Crooks a fucking mile.
That was a, I didn't even laugh much this week, so I just like normally I'm kind of with him to a point, and like, but I'm like, oh, I'm baffled by this. Like, this is yeah. like, oh, you're going out of the He's doing I mean, you know that I believe that people are doing satanic. You know, there are rituals happening and things beyond our comprehension. But do I think it's because they're Democrats? It's because they're liberal. That's why. They, if he was a good, good conservative man. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't want to cut your arms and legs yeah, off, your cock. Because my Lumically, conservative right? people, Republicans, right <laughs> Republicans and conservatives, they don't touch children or do bad things, do they? It's no. never happened, has it? No. It's only those dirty, dirty Democrats. Oh, Alex. Fuck. Yeah. Man. Yeah, he's got it this week. Fucking yeah. lunatic. Alex has won. Mike? Yep, definitely Alex. It's unanimous then. Yep, Sunday sport headlines to finish. Sunday sport headlines, and I feel embarrassed every time I go to the shop to buy it. <laughs> but not so embarrassed when you're furiously masturbating at home. No, I leave oh, it here for Mike. Right I don't know what he's when doing with it. You're furiously masturbating <laughs> here at Mike's. <laughs> no, I don't need to masturbate in front of Mike. It's a bathroom. <laughs> but then I'm going to take well, the paper with me. But then, I'm the, then I'm going to take the paper with me, which makes it look more obvious. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to go read about the. Sport thing. <laughs> the tits on sport. The tits in today's sport. I'm doing the crossword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the crossword is the crossword. Is that every answer is tits? <laughs> what across? Right. <laughs> what across? Three letters: breasts, tits. <laughs> Three down: boobies, tits. <laughs> it's just every single one. Okay. Well, what's the headlines though? This yeah. week, this stunning piece of journalism, the Daily Sport. If you're an international listener, this is a newspaper that's a bit of a national institution, not too dissimilar. I from wouldn't your say week. national institution. No, not dissimilar from America's own Weekly World News. True, but more tits. Yeah, a lot more naked women. And what's the nipple count? Is this is 168 nipples this week or something like that. Does it literally give you a it nipple did count? Does somewhere? Yeah, it did. Yeah, I saw it all the time. Wow. Yeah. Use your nipple count. Uh, Go for it, Mike. Okay. Bong, outrage at Naziland theme park. <laughs> so there should be. This is genuinely a headline. Bong, ever had a tongue up your muck shoot? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Bong, Manson orgy babes topless. <laughs> Bong, um. Sunderland's gone to shit. <laughs> Stop no, popping in street. That's hard. Beg that's hardly a headline. <laughs> Stop shitting in the street. That's hardly a fucking headline. <laughs> Bong. Man lured by hooker faced cock chop threat. Wow. Bong. Alky pissed in cop car after wank. <laughs> Sorry, after park wank. <laughs> Bong, X-ray app shows women naked. No! <laughs> An X-ray app, eh? I bet that's a generic. Bong, woman had alligator in her knickers. <laughs> okay. I've been called a few things before. <laughs> Never the alligator, <laughs> eh? <laughs> Do you do the death roll? Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> it's very leathery. <laughs> I mean, silky smooth. Moving on. Bong... Top DJ sees her doorman toss on sofa. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Bong. 
drunk pair walked into strangers' house and shagged in their bed. Hang <laughs> <laughs> on, put that on the. I saw that one earlier. Go on, put the, put the page back. That one right there. My family is weird. Oh yeah, bong. Poor Josh's porn cards from his own mother. <laughs> wow. That's your picture of his mum and his auntie toasting topless <laughs> next to each other on his birthday card. <laughs> Bong. Drunk burglar pooed on floor. <laughs> and burgled me. <laughs> uh, you're not going to find much else quality in there. No, I think that's it. It's just tits after that. Yeah. And even on a page where there isn't tits. The page opposite has adverts for tits. <laughs> tits. <laughs> Basically just tits. Tits. <laughs> That's what I've been reduced to after five minutes of daily sport exposure. Just a dribbling drunken screaming tits. I think that should be the new theme tune to the... Uh... <laughs> Welcome to tits. <laughs> well, there may be a new feature next week. What was it called again? Um, <laughs> Breaking hearts and bleeding shards. Broken hearts and bleeding shards. We're going to be agony uncles. So if you've got a problem you'd like solved of the sort of romantic nature, <laughs> you uh, probably want dissecting publicly. Yeah, or the bodily functional uh, sort of problem, anything like that. Any problem? No, nothing too big, too small. Send it in to us we through the Facebook page. For legal reasons, none of us have an MD. Yeah, so please don't send your blooded shits into us. Oh yeah, no, don't send your actual shit in because we haven't got the equipment to diagnose. All, it. all the all the qualifications. Yeah. You know, plus I'll probably spread it over myself and wank off. No, no, that was a joke. Um, I don't think it was. No, no. Broken hearts and bleeding shots. <laughs> Drop us a line. <laughs> oh, you Once again, it doesn't specifically have to be about any bleeding asshole injuries that you've let's, had. It can be see. anything. Let's just set a competition. <laughs> Who can send us the most creative agony ant problem? No, Let's keep it simple first, because maybe we've got to answer it. Just send me any, anything, any problems you've had, you know, romantically, anything like that, we'll, and we'll sort you out. And the fucking love girl over here will sort you out. I, I, I'm good at giving advice, doesn't mean I'm good at taking advice. That's not what gurus do. You very do, true, very you do true. as I say, not as I do. You lot have to abstain and be all like spiritual. I'm just you drive around in one of your ninety-three Rolls Royce. Exactly. Who's the fucking mug in this situation? It ain't me, is it? That's why I'm running the fucking thing. And you're down there praying to my socks. So <laughs> This is a pair of your socks on the side of the road. It's a oh, word out of worship. Sucking the sweat from the oh, maybe I'll obtain some of the great one's greatness. No, you won't, because you're fucking meat sacks. <laughs> <laughs> We're spinning into their faces, yeah. and they smiling. just throw more money at me. Yeah. Oh, he's so glorious. People you. dive in front of your van. I'm going to be run over by this. Please allow me to be the one who is run down this weekend. <laughs> I, I see that you're... I see that spine. But it was worth it. I see that your wheel spinning great leader will me to add as a chalk. <laughs> Please allow me to help you from the muddy puddle. Let us, let us form a road for you, great leader. Here, you run use, over our bodies. Use my baby's body. <laughs> well, I got dark. Well, it's a cult. Like you keep saying, they all end one way. They all they? end with guns. Yeah. Dead babies. Sometimes. Not at Rajneesh Param. No, very true. Right. Yeah. Let's wrap this bad boy up. Let's wrap up. it up.
So I've been Ben, thanks for listening. I'm gonna say don't drink the flavour aid and don't join a cult, especially gases. Why? <laughs> There's no guns in my cult. Uh, yet. But you could subscribe to Sewage Pipe Gaming on YouTube. I'd love that. And um, if you ever get the opportunity, free Biff Tannen. I've been Gaz, goodbye. I've been Mike, thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you.